I want to know what a first date with Brady Miller is like. <laughs> now that you're on the market and you're hitting it hard. Yeah, I went on a, I went on a date. Uh, middle of the week, actually. I went on a date on Tuesday. Ooh, things are pretty serious. Did you stay out late? No. Went home, got home at 10.30, <laughs> which is late for you. It's pretty late. <laughs> like yeah. beyond late for me. But the yeah, start- I'm in bed for at least an hour and a half. Oh, easy. Yeah, at that least. Rate. The date started at 6.30 and we hung out till like 10.15. That's, well, a what's, uh, That's a good sign. Yeah, we haven't been for a long time. What's it like? Do you, I mean, what, what's your attire? How much time do you spend getting ready? <laughs> I actually don't really spend a lot of time. I threw like a, I was going to throw you the gauntlet. Like did you have a pre-planned like outfit? Did you pick out an outfit? Yeah, it's usually throw either, it's either the Gohan approach hoodie, like, Shameless that's, plug, that's but it's actually a really good one. Not, <laughs> not, good not, one. not the camo one. It's that yeah, like the, the solid one. Yeah, yeah. it's great solid looking. Color. Great looking hoodie. Or I have a free fo- free fly hoodie that I really like too. It's like a lighter blue color. Yeah. How do you decide to wear one or the other? Is it based on the girl? No, if it's more more summertime, you know, you got those blue <laughs> ones. Color. Yeah. Yeah. Some some jeans. Some jeans. Just cowboy are we wearing like distressed jeans. We we picking them out, starching them, ironing them. No. None no, of that. No. Yeah, are uh, they the no, jeans actually, from high yeah, school? the ones I'm wearing right now, the ones from high school. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brady seriously, hard. Okay. Boot, I still wear boots? Them. Yeah, sometimes cowboy boots. Sometimes just, you know, regular shoes, but. Did you shower? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> cologne? That's a good no. sign. No cologne. Do you no. want a bottle of cologne? I, I think I do have one, but I think, again, it's from high school. It's <laughs> <laughs> sitting in my uh, spare, is it, bedroom, is spare it bathroom. A- Aspen? Yeah. Old, old Spice? Yeah, it's probably something like that, yeah. But I don't... Yeah, hat? Do, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I not wear a hat? You know, I thought maybe you combed your hair up I'm not, nice. we're not. We're not going to like some fancy place here. We're just going to a restaurant. Do you put conditioner in your hair? No, I don't like Oh, never? You don't no, have a bottle of conditioner? I do, I do but... <laughs> you brush it out? I don't know why you're getting into all those details. I, just like, so I want to know. Do you brush the hair out? Like how no. much effort are you putting I don't putting even in? own a brush. Okay, all right. Comb? Don't even own a comb. Okay. Just run the fingers through it. Put the hat on. Put fingers through it. Hat on. Out the door. Got How'd it. you pick a hat? <laughs> like the least logos. <laughs> well, it actually doesn't say Go Hunt, but it says a, di- just has a diamond on it. You didn't wear that one, the orange one no. with the Go Hunt logo on no, it? No, no. You should see how that Is goes. Is there any thought to like, uh, like I want to present this person with like the 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 truest version of myself? And that's why, that's why I set up my dating apps, the truest version. They're all hunting photos. Okay. So people people should know right away. So when you go yeah. on this date, like she knows what she's getting into. You, sort of. You, you feel like she didn't know what my job was. How do you explain? Do you guys? Do you ever get asked your job? Like, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, I get asked that all the time, yeah. and it's like, uh, how do I? I don't. How do I explain this? How how much time do you have? <laughs> try going. Yeah. On, try going how much on do you know? I'm about like, well, I, I do this podcast, <laughs> and then I yeah. yeah. Try going on a date and then having to say that for the first time to a girl. It's very difficult. That your job is literally hunting. Yeah. yeah. And then I have to say like, oh, I do podcasts. I'm on like, I have some people following around videoing photos. It sounds like you're kind of a weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like, come off great. It doesn't come off very great. It doesn't come off great. Where you just be like, I'm a financial advisor. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like so clean. Yeah. I'm a banker. I'm in real yeah. estate. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought we'd get into more like the hunting details, but we really didn't. Did you pick her up or just meet? No, we just met. Yeah. I actually showed up a minute late, which I felt bad for. Uh-oh. One she minute late. She already there? Late. She was already there. She already had a table. Uh-oh. Yeah. That's normally, normally, <laughs> normally, I'm there like 10, 15 minutes early on a day. Yeah, that's like, a gentleman. Yeah. yeah it's like waiting, out, waiting outside yeah. or like, you know, make sure everything's good. You get good. the table. Not time, the Vegas traffic. So you went to dinner? Yeah, because most of the time I'm actually at the office at 6.30, but the date was at 6.30. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so like I actually had to leave the office at 5, which felt very weird. 
Yeah. Like, there's still people at the office. That's I'm, not always the, I'm always the last person at the office. That's not a Brady thing. Did you guys spend some time talking before you met? Just a day. Oh, really? Yeah. She, actually, like, asked, it, she actually asked me out. Which I was like, yes. <clears throat> Makes it easy. So that's what's kind of weird. Is like I would think that now nowadays where most everything is online, right? That's I assume it's probably how you met her. Do you yeah. meet her online? Yeah, yeah, dating app. Yeah, dating app. So mo- almost every date's a blind date nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which must be weird. Hey, Cody, will you start that clock just so I know where we're at? Yeah, yeah. It really, it really is. It's like a very different form of dating. Yeah, it's not like you knew her from mm-hmm. like a, an apartment complex. No, and no, and no, friend, her, no friend connection. You met her through a roommate. Yeah, the warm lead handoff from a roommate or something. Yeah. That's always the best. Yeah. Yeah, none of that. Talked to, I talked a lot about mountains. Are you but, nervous? No, I don't get nervous on dates anymore. Because I'm at, I'm at the point in my life where I don't really care. Like, Come really, on. No, I'm serious. It really, it really helps. I don't really care how, how the date goes. If it goes good, it goes bad. I'm like, well, whatever. There's probably more girls out the there. Sea. Yeah. Like it's really the best attitude to have. Like if you get too like amped up, like oh yeah, I'm gonna be nervous. Like, is she the that, one before you even meet yeah. her? For yeah, we're just like if it, if, if it happens, if it happens and works out, it happens. If yeah. it doesn't, it's like whatever. I'll keep living my life. Gotcha. I think I'm. Maybe it's a bad mentality to have, but this is the mentality of. I just I get nervous in general just meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oh like me too. Just new people. I'm yeah, nervous. me thinking of walking into a restaurant yeah. and she's there at a table. Yeah, I would be no, full nerves. Yeah. Yeah. You no. want to know how different mine and Brady's lives are right now? <laughs> yeah. So that that's what Brady's riding the high of. Then I've had a stomachache all morning because I was so goddamn embarrassed for what happened this morning. My wife's been laughing at me all day. What happened? So, you know, life with kids, like shit just happens mm-hmm. constantly, you know. So I take, you know, trying to be a good husband, good dad. I'm taking my son to school every morning right now because, you know, the baby, my wife's got the baby. So I'm mm-hmm. like doing my part. I go to the gym even earlier now so I can get home, get him ready, shower, take him to school. Been doing a good job, right? Well, I'll lead with, I'll lead this story with like the outcome of the story. I can never take him back to school again. Never going back to that school. I almost like left Vegas. This morning. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. It sounds awesome. It's so he, I, so we pull up to school and it's like, you know, the whole drop off line and everything, but oh, my yeah. son's four. So I do it every you day. get out of the car, but like mm-hmm. at the four year old, you get out, you get, walk mm-hmm. him in and there's really no question who drives this truck. You know what I mean? It's wrapped in camo. Mm-hmm. It says go hunt on it. Yep. My kid wears camo every day. I wear camo or like a camo hat most days. Like there's really no question. You know what I mean? Like it's people know. Well, he loves to climb. He, he climbs out of my driver door. He likes mm-hmm. to come out the same door for whatever reason. I don't know. Kids are kids. They just, he wants to be cool. Come out my same door. Well, yeah. your truck's so, pretty high. Yeah. And so you probably, you probably lift him down, right? Yeah. I lift him <laughs> down, but like he, uh, for whatever reason, he always tells me like, no, I'm coming out your door. Like yeah. he just likes to come out the driver door. I don't know if it's a kid showing off thing. He wants to come out driver's side. I don't know. But he always like, he's always hitting shit in my truck. Always. Like a week ago, about a week ago, we put it in four wheel drive. So I go to like hard crank to turn out. Oh, of the thing, that's never good. And I hear everything grinding. Luckily, didn't bust anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Last thing you want to do in four wheel drive is crank the fucking tires all the way over. Yep. So I'm like stuck in the middle of the intersection. Got to like pop it in reverse, get it in two wheel drive. So that was last week. Something always happens. But you guys know I have a train horn. In my oh, truck, right. <laughs> you guys, you guys know that. He lays, yes. he lays on the no, train. No, 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 no. It's even worse. It's even worse. So I have a train horn. Anybody who drives a, you know, newer aged Ford, I don't know when they started doing this, 2016, 17, whatever, mine's a 19, so it has 
the switches up top. Like there's those auxiliary switches up mm-hmm. top on the, like right by where the sunroof yep. sits. And unknowing to me, that switch was flipped when my truck was off and he was climbing out my driver's side door. He must have hit it. So I go in. How you doing? Hi, Miss uh, Nicole. Hi, Miss. Uh, hey, how you guys doing? How are the kids? You know, just being trying to be a good dad. <laughs> right. I come out to go back in my truck and. That thing fires the second the battery kicks on because mm-hmm. it runs off a compressor on the bottom, right? Underneath my truck, underneath the carriage, there's an air compressor and then the train horn. So as soon as the battery fires, that thing's kicking out air. Yeah. So I'm standing. Well, I'm walking out in the middle of the drop-off line. People everywhere, right? <laughs> security guard standing there. My son's school has security, thank God. Um, especially after yesterday. But, like, everyone's standing there. Yeah. Truck's right there in the middle. I'm on the phone with my wife telling her, like, yep, he did good today. Walked right in, you know, because it's always a thing when they're that young. And I go to kick on my truck. There is a mom and a four-year-old that could not have been more than four inches off my back bumper. (laughs) And I thought I killed her. I'm not kidding. I thought she was going down. Hand on her heart, like, almost took a knee. Security guards looking around like something's going on. Everyone, the air horn went, as soon as I... As soon as I turn my key, I don't have a push start in this truck. It's like, like a yeah, key start. Yeah. So I turn the second I turn the key. So I'm scared too. I don't know. It like scares the shit out of me. So it yeah. takes me an extra second to like, oh, the switch to flip it off. The whole, the whole parking lot is looking back at me. For how I'm long does it go on? A second. And that's a long, that's a, <laughs> long, a long time, time for, for a train that horn. But it is really loud. It is so loud. It's so loud. And... <sighs> This mom and a four-year-old, like she might have hearing, the four-year-old might have hearing damage. I don't even know. And I'm sitting there, the entire school is looking at me. Like people on the, like out, the kids out on the recess are like running to the gate to look out to the, to the parking lot. What did you do? Drove off as fast as I could. <laughs> Literally. And I'm not kidding. You didn't I'm not, get out and like help her up. <laughs> I drove off as fast as I could. And I went a different way than I normally do. Cause mm-hmm. I would usually, I like flip a U-turn and like pass the school again. I didn't even do that. I went a brand new way and just hit the road and Probably never stopped. Probably because your mind was numb and you didn't really know where you're going in a way. You're I've, like, I'm just I've drive. been, I've been so embarrassed all morning about the horn? this. I, you might I'm going to sell it. the truck. <laughs> I, I like, I can't ever be seen again. Like, you can't go tomorrow I on the same truck. I can't go. I can't go back to the school. My wife's going to have to start dropping them off now. <laughs> it's not. It's just she got the brunt of it because she was so close to the bumper. Mm-hmm. But the entire school heard it. Looked at me. Yeah. Not yeah. just heard it. Yeah. Like ran to see what was happening and there I am sitting there here because it's school I'm just gonna act like it never happened yet no no email yet like, I'm just gonna act hey, like it never happened I drove off hey Mr. Sartini we had an incident <laughs> this morning I drove off so fast Jeez. that would be so wildly embarrassing yeah and to the point of like t- just meeting new people for me is yeah. like yeah it's stressful. Go, yeah I don't I, like the attention thing. I don't. I don't do well with the entire school was looking, and it, of course, it's my. It's the truck. Like it's so noticeable. What's turtle thing? No, I know he heard it, and I know he's laughing his he's ass off. Laughing, there. That's what I'm wondering. I know he's sitting in there like, oh, that's my dad. Yeah, you know, like everyone's now gonna know thinking more. Thinking I did it was funny. Oh, yeah. Like thinking it was funny. It was not funny. Have you it scared it? the shit out of me too. I didn't know it was gonna go off. <laughs> Have you seen this guy on Instagram? His whole shtick is like he picks up his kids. Yeah, the pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or he has, is it the same guy that has like a dance routine? He like, yes. yeah, plays music yeah. at top and he like picks her yeah. up and does like yeah. an MC Hammer full, <laughs> yes. full, full dance. 
just watching that oh, gives God. me anxiety. I'm like, oh, that poor, poor kid and the poor. I just couldn't do it. This has been eating at me. Yeah, I don't, I don't so like embarrassing moments today. like that either. That's I've literally had like a knot in my stomach all morning. Uh, like I, I don't know the the wife and the kid. Are they okay? <laughs> or the the mom and the kid? I don't know. I don't know if they're okay. Well, that's an exciting start to your day. She's like holding her chest and like about to take a knee, and I'm looking at my mirrors and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I got to get out of here. So I just bust it <laughs> off. Yikes. That was my start to the day. While Brady's riding this high of, you mm-hmm. know. Having a date, meeting new people, That's out. the difference of kids to single right there. Yeah. You going out there again? Yeah, I think probably this weekend. Uh-oh. Yeah. It's getting serious. <laughs> <You're> getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I don't, I mean, yeah. maybe, I don't. You never know. Never know. Never know. That's what I said, Young, though. Young love. <laughs> If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm, I'm kind of okay. I just don't put any pressure on it. That's what that's called. Yeah. Remember when remember when Neville said it wasn't love? And we kept telling him, like, oh, we oh dude, we can tell, we can see it on you. We can smell it on you. It's mm-hmm. puppy love. And he kept saying no. Yeah, he's Twitter paid it. I got his announcement. Next thing we know, the guy's moving to Colorado mm-hmm. for dude. a girl. So so the other speaking of Neville, over the weekend, I finally checked my mail because I've been gone a lot, you mm-hmm. know. And uh I got a little wedding invitation from old Christopher Neville. So I so I put I put his picture on my I fridge. A, I have a screenshot of it. Yeah, I, 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 I picture, really? yeah. yeah. So I, I took a picture and put it on my fridge, or put it on my fridge and took a picture. And I texted the Neville. I was like, "Dude, you made my fridge. Congratulations! This is gonna be up there That's for awesome. the next year until you guys get married." Yeah, I, I screenshot it and sent him a message that said, "Oh, look at these babes. Yep, just young babes." Well, yep. I don't have an invite, and if I don't get one, I'm gonna give him so much shit. Oh shit! I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> yeah, then. there you go. Yeah. Now yeah. you just got him in trouble. Right, yeah. Now I trouble. know where I stand in Neville's life. Well, the mail, the mail is, is, can be slow, you know. He's got to wait. It's snail mail. It's USPS, you know, after all. Yeah. yeah. I, I, doubt, I, said, I doubt I was invited. <laughs> yeah. Send that. Congrats. You made it in my fridge, LOL. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you put it on the fridge. Put it on the fridge. I got magnets all over my fridge, all those wedding invitations and randomness and old Christmas photos of my family. <laughs> Do you I don't out, live a very exciting life, guys. Do you put out a Christmas card? To me? Yeah. I? Yeah. I should. You should. A single dude putting on a Christmas card? <laughs> you guys? Every so often. I think it's a thing. That I We haven't done one in ages and ages. Uh, it probably would be a good idea to, to just have a pick harvest photos. Like, uh-huh. like your year-end review of hunting. And write, yeah. write a letter. Like my a mom always wrote a letter for my, Christmas. My dad still does. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah, three or four it's pager. Awesome. Yeah, he goes through and like, you know. What would I do instead of for him for the year? Instead of updating yeah. how the kids are, you know, like he's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Joey's in third grade or whatever. I could be like, all right, well, my three hundred rum, I took fourteen shots with it this mm-hmm. year, and this other good. Be awesome. Like, do it. Just talk about my rifles as like they're my kids. Got to do it. Brady Miller Christmas letter. Got to yeah. do it. Well, good deal. Should we? Um, somebody told, somebody told us we talked too much at the first of a podcast. So well, they're gonna love this one. Hopefully, that wasn't too long. How long was it? Nine minutes? Fifty? <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I thought we were being better. Well, the thing we don't get to like bullshit Bull- very often. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. here yeah. every other week. Like this, this is, is kind, kind of our, of our catch up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People Sorry, are everybody fly yeah. on the wall of how we catch up with we're, each other. We're when just we catching see. up. Yeah. yeah. This this yeah this one's a little bit off the wall. Talking about my dating life. I think it's a good one. I think it's great. Curious minds want to know. Curious minds want to know. Yeah. Hit, hit Brady up, though, if you're out there. If you're a female listener. Whoa. <laughs> slide into Brady's, into a dating slide into Brady's DMs. Yeah, you'd be surprised. No girls slide into my yeah. DMs. Actually, slide into both Chris Porter and Brady's DMs. Just do one to Brady, but but link Porter in so he can be in on it, because I think he digs that stuff, right? Oh, he, really, he is. Yeah, he really digs it. He's, he's, he's the, like match, the matchmaker for Brady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just get him involved early. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should hit promo. Yep. Promos. How much time you guys been spending in uh, Insider lately? A lot. A metric. I'm not gonna swear yet. A metric ton. A metric ton. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I went through. I noticed we already have we have draws for yep. some states: Wyoming, Utah, uh, Alaska. Wyoming, Utah, Colorado as well. Colorado as well. I was actually on Colorado's last night. Yeah, those are all up, updated. Uh, I spent some time yesterday afternoon after lunch, just like cruising and looking, mm-hmm. updating some points. And if you guys are listening to this, we haven't announced we have those states live yet. No, so we you guys are going to be able to get, check it out first. Yeah, post in the podcast. So jump over and check out those. Yeah, the odds are odds are already updated. I was always already looking at uh, some draws. Did you see Wyoming? Some of those big western region. Like what happened to the mule deer? You mean the? I don't. I don't say regions. You probably will say them. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Brady? I mean, it's G. <laughs> <laughs> Are there other regions in Wyoming for deer? Uh, yeah, probably. Not. <laughs> Have you seen those? Yeah. What are you seeing? I'm curious. It's just like the way they're going up. Some of them are going down. Some of them are going down. Yeah. yeah. I was. I was. I was curious. That I was looking at it yesterday. I figured was, it would. I I did too, but I was I was. Uh, I was surprised at the number of people that pulled back uh-huh. from those. Yeah, they definitely took a dip in yeah. the number of points it required to draw. Yeah. I was even in, uh, gosh, I hate saying states. I was even in Colorado looking at some shit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was looking at, this is why I love seeing how many people apply at certain point levels. There's some units that for every reason should not be this popular, but like a dude burned like 18 points mm-hmm. yeah. on something that took like five. Yeah, and you always try to make makes you like, always what, try it, to make sense of that. What does that guy know? Yeah, what it, did his friend? See did he something? mess up on his app? Like, yeah. does he know something crazy is going on? But there's like the guy that like that does, high does level. Does your gut tell you that he knows something? No. Like he's got an, or that's he where just, I jumped. Or he to. just screwed up. Or he screwed up. I or jumped you, immediately. Yeah. Screwed up. Yeah. Oh no, like, I, it, it's I, like extraordinarily high over the point curve. Oh, I'm like that guy definitely screwed up. He's kicking his own ass, guaranteed. Somewhere right now, that yeah. guy's like, what in the hell? No, yeah. I'm a I'm an optimist. I always I always am like, oh his. He knows somebody who lives there that saw something that, like, really? that's what he's going after next <laughs> right. year. Yeah. So, so then is there a strategy there? Would someone want to be looking at that and being like, all right, I'm going to try to find a bunch of those people who might be doing that? Maybe, and assume maybe they didn't kill. So maybe that guy burned a lot of points. And didn't kill that. Didn't, there, was that a buck, there was a 210 inch buck on an easy to draw unit, relatively easy. Didn't kill. I got those points. Maybe I should go in there and. Yeah, that that's check where it I out. It's like, like what, what do they do? know that I don't know? I want to know if you if you uh, if you applied for a unit that took five points and you burned eighteen, reach out reach and tell out. me if you screwed up on your application or if <laughs> or you knew something. Knew something. <laughs> I would love to know. Yeah, because like that's a, that gets to the point too. Where like you're you're not just burning them because you want to go hunting. Like that's maybe, and that's. Why don't you pick something that's a ten point unit? You know, I've had a bunch of people reach out that uh, they were like, "How many how many mule deer points did you burn on the last hunt that I went on?" I won't say the stakes. I know that you're against Nevada. that, right? Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? We're here how, for the people. How how many did you burn? And I've had people I've had people be like, "Oh, that sucks," you know, because they've asked me. A lot of them are people that I know, so I feel yeah. comfortable talking to them, to like kind of telling them what the hunt was like and what I saw. And I've had several people be like, "Oh, that that sucks, man. I'm sorry." And I'm like. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see a lot of big bucks. I saw a lot of bucks. I just didn't see a lot of big bucks. And I don't know. I look at that. I think it's different because I would feel differently. I talked to a guy about it last night, actually. I would feel differently if I'd burned that many points on an elk tag <laughs> and had the same type of hunt. Like, if quality wasn't there, mm-hmm. than I do about a mule deer. How many points? Mule hunts are funner in general. I, <laughs> That's I think where you went with that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I go with uh, it. Like, I just feel like any unit can produce a big buck. It's it, so like I feel yeah, like it doesn't. It's not that big of a deal if I burn 
a lot of points on a mule deer hunt and it doesn't like live up to expectations. Cause I feel like I could draw a one point unit next year in some other state and have as good or better hunt than I would. But I feel like elk, it's more drastic. It's more reflective of the number yeah. of points that you burn. So if you burn 15 points on elk hunt, I feel like the quality of the bulls on the landscape reflects 15 points much mm. better for that. Yeah. I see where you're going with that than, now. I see where you're going. Yeah. Qualitative data uh, on elk. Yeah. Do you yeah. Now, so? now that you say that, in a sense, yeah. 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 How many points did you burn? I think I had, I don't want to say 12. I think I had 12. I mean, unless we're talking about like the, the big, the main big ones, like five, 10 units that everyone can think of, like the strip and yeah. all Which that stuff. Yeah, which means for me, there's like not that many in Nevada because the tags are so hard to come by as a yeah. resident anyway. It's like, I don't know. But I, in, I, in I general, when you burn high points, <laughs> yeah. you're mm-hmm. usually not guaranteeing a uh, giant deer. Usually it doesn't mean that, but elk a little bit more like my elk hunt. I, I think it does. Yeah. Like my elk hunt. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I burned a lot of points and rightly so there's a lot of big bulls. Mm-hmm. I actually racking through my brain. I actually do agree with you. Like the elk do seem to be more reflective of how the, many points it took. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or odds in general. If you look yeah. at a unit in New Mexico or Idaho and it's a super low draw for elk and I draw that tag and you go out on a landscape, I feel like what you see is way more reflective of the odds what do, to what draw. Why do you think yeah. that is? Because elk are a better animal. They would think they're just managed more because of the cash cow of the state. Uh, yeah, pr- probably a lot of it's management, I guess. You know, I just that, and then there's probably something to the fact that, uh, you know, a mule deer, a big a mule deer buck can slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. Like a hard glass. I mean, they can get bigger and a real easy unit to draw over time, just because I think they're a lot more secretive. Like mm-hmm. they can tuck in a hidey hole. They can, you know, just find their little niche. And if yeah. nobody finds them, they can get to four and a half, five and a half years old pretty mm-hmm. easy. Or like elk, everyone knows about them. Well, yeah. And then the other thing you think about elk, I mean, it might take an elk, what, eight, 10 years to reach maturity, like to, you know, full trophy potential, whereas a mule deer can hit it in four, four and a half, you know? So yeah. they don't have to live quite as long. But anyway, food for thought. I thought it was interesting. I've been looking at odds a lot. So. I mean, we're definitely in research season. I know I'm already looking at the number of points. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Part of the podcast we're going to do today, um, I guess we should hit with a promo, right? Hey, we yeah. went That's with the promo. We but with promo. Yeah, that we, we started in the promo. We started as a promo. Yeah, and then use kind the promo code. Yeah, use the promo, promo code podcast. Sign up for an insider research account. Uh, get yourself 50 points in the Go Hunt Gear Shop. You can use those 50 points, 50 bucks, to buy anything you want in the gear shop or towards a purchase, anything you want in the shop. Uh, if you want to sign up for Go Hunt Maps, um, you're going to get 20 points, which is $20 back into the Go Hunt Gear Shop. You can use that to buy gear. It's, it's just an incentive to be a member. Buy yourself a Christmas present. And a shameless plug again, but I think it's the best time of year to be an insider. Oh, it no doubt is. If you're not an insider, if, if you are an insider, I would say most people probably get renewed right about this time. But if you're yeah. not an insider and you've been like kicking around the idea of like, you know, applying in multiple states or even your home state. If you just want to explore like more opportunities with your, within your home state. Mm-hmm. Um, now is, I would say now is the, the, is the time. To yeah. Yeah. I love when the new odds come out. Oh, I love best. looking at filtering 2.0, checking like, out new like, like enhancements Christmas. we're making to the product. <laughs> yes. I love checking on that. All the app strategies that come out. I love looking at those, reading the old ones, reading all these other like insider only articles we're dropping here soon. Like mm-hmm. it's a great time of year to dive into some research. And around the holidays, what's better than like, you know, you want to hang out with your relatives or do you want to sit in your computer and do some research? <laughs> I'll let to sit in the computer and do some research. Uh, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> Not debatable. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, so now's a great time to do research. I get the, I get excited. Like yesterday after lunch, I just sat down for a half hour and I was like looking through the updated odds. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I was like looking at the, and I was preparing for this podcast, but I was like, I could feel my excitement level <laughs> increasing yeah. as I was looking at the possibilities and I was looking at the number of points I have and kind of trying to lay out some possible hunts for 24. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm getting excited. I, I genuinely really like research app season. You do the work now, you're going to have a better fall. It's just, it's yeah. literally one to one ratio. How much time you put in now. Yeah, the the other cool thing about app season is it's like, uh, I, I don't gamble even though we're out of Vegas, right? You guys gamble? No. I sports bet every so often. Do you? Yeah. Gotcha. You don't, you don't go down like pull slots? No. <laughs> no. I think we should do that sometime. Just no. We should do a podcast from a casino and we should all just sit down. Sit there and smoke heaters. We should sit down with burn, our oxygen tanks. We should burn heaters and just feed money into a machine the, and just pull it. The famous saying, Vegas is built on slot machines and $5 buffets. Can we do that? Let's do that. And then let's hit a buffet. The other, the other stuff is like the games that you should, I mean, if you're going to. The slot machines, that's where they make all the money. All of it. Dress up like fear-loving Las Vegas. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. We'll sit down at some machines, and then we'll hit a buffet. <laughs> $5 buffet <laughs> at the Strat. It, Strat, I don't think, has a $5 buffet. We'd have to go to, like, uh-huh. just set up a buffet for us. And just go, gorge yeah. ourselves. Yeah, there we go. I don't want, I don't want anything special. I want, like, the, the $5 I buffet. I want the $5 the buffet. Slop. I yeah. want the $5 T-bone and yep. whatever else comes with it. Yeah, it's like eating a rubber tire. I like it. My lungs are going to say no. I don't like coming in the <laughs> To the food or the heaters? The smoke. I just hate the smoke. <laughs> You've changed. Uh, no. <laughs> Brady. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so today we're going to talk about, I thought we'd do like a year-end recap, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to just, explain. yeah, so we've been at it for a while. But uh, we're kind of closing in on the end of the year. Um, I thought it'd be interesting to do kind of a recap. And the way I broke that down and proposed to you guys was... Like in in twos, right? So two lessons learned, uh, two pieces of gear that you were difference makers that were new to you. Brady's looking at he's like half smiling. You make okay, me I got nervous. Some, I got some coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with it now, and I hear it. Why 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 the terrible twos? I don't know. I just like twos. Why twos? Twos, twos good, right? But like it's twenty twenty three, so you could have played off the three. I on thought the back. about three, but I thought if we did three and there's it's three of us, four it's gonna hour be a five hour podcast. Is that bad? It's not bad, but our camera equipment. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we, yeah, Cody told me our camera nice, equipment can't have nice is like, things. yeah, he said like maybe two hours max, right? Yeah. That's optimistic. Bro, I yeah. remember back when we did my Tajikistan podcast, we got three hours and like 45 minutes out of that That's a di- different camera. Was it a different camera? It was an older camera. We got we to gotta up this up, stuff. Update what are camera? we doing? Yep. So you heard it here so first. Twos, if you're okay with twos. twos. I'm okay with twos. That's <laughs> just how I was waiting to smirk on Turns you. Turns out we got to invest in the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so so two lessons learned, uh, two pieces of gear that made a difference to you, uh, a couple of goals for 2024, mm-hmm. so two of those, and we'll just kick it off. Wow. I know Brady's prepped. I got here today, and I was like, Brady, what are you doing? He's like, I'm prepping for the podcast. So. <laughs> That's I think, my guy. I, I was thinking about it last night, but I was like, I'm not going to write anything down last night, and so I decided to think about it a little bit more today and actually jot some things down. Yeah, and then maybe- I'm not a jotter. I love notes. Yeah, I have to have notes or I forget. Yeah. So let's kick Mental. it off. Let's do let's do lessons learned first. So hit me with a couple lessons you learned this year, Brady, and then we'll hit you, lessons Lorenzo. Learned. Okay. Oh, do you want to see the lessons learned? Blank. <laughs> Nothing. That's, that's the part I saved. You had the that. perfect. You had the perfect season. Yeah. It, you had a really good. It season. It really was. I mean, that's the. 
the hard thing is, is yeah, it was it went it went eight for eight. Yeah, that guy who came in and visited us it was from a perfect BC, date though. It, it was a good solid eight. That guy mm-hmm. who came in from BC that we were talking oh, yeah. to. Um, him and I were talking because he was stone hunting in BC this last year too with him and his buddies. Then we talked about you and your hunting season, and we're like, you know what's crazy? What have you been hunting for twenty? I don't know, 25 years. Yeah, stupid amount, yeah, my whole life. This is your single best year. Single best year. In 25 years. It's awesome. You know what I mean? That like, is pretty awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It's crazy. You do it for so long, but you still have that. You just never know when the stars align and things happen, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Maybe the one thing I learned from this season, I'm just going to go off the top of my head now, which I think is going to be more authentic and better, is just my true love and appreciation for the absolute grind. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. You guys have heard me talk about before. I love the suck. I love the steep, nasty. But like, I did a lot of that this year. A lot of roller coaster emotions, not seeing things, finding things, ups, downs. It paid off for you this year, though, too. Yeah, but just continuing to grind and yeah. continuing just to put myself in places that I love to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. Love the mountains completely. And most of my hunts were, you know, for the most part, big, nasty backpack mountain hunts. Mm-hmm. Did you get in this conversation on your date? About like, is this what you talked about with the mountains? We, we, we talked about the, my love of mountains you a love, lot. Yeah. You love like the she grind. likes to hike Red Rock. You like to hike. Did you use that uh, that, crazy that exact phrase? I love the grind. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, no. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> Missed opportunity. I did, I, did not, I did not phrase it in terms of hunting. I phrased it more in terms of of what? Just <laughs> no. That I love. I love the mountains. Like Where mountains are you going? With? Like mountains <laughs> hunting. Uh, that took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like I just reinforced it because like it was a lot. Like, I I was gone a lot. Yeah, and it's like going back to back. But I never was like, oh, I can't wait till the season's over. That's the thing that was really crazy to me because like I was gone a lot, wasn't home a lot, grinded during the week, stamped, Still got stupid all hours, your work done. Yeah. The, the amount of hours that like people don't. I mean, I don't even really sometimes realize it, but it's like the amount of hours it takes for me to actually be gone on a hunt beforehand. It's stupid because I have to have all the content ready, yeah. content ready while it's, while I'm gone, content ready when I get back, content during that week. So like it's literally putting two and a half times the amount of work before I go on a hunt to get yeah. to go on a hunt. And if any like anyone out there wonders, like I've had people ask me, like, oh, all Brady does is hunt, right? Like it may seem that way, but you have earned so much respect within the business and the company that like if you are going hunting, there is no question about it. Things are absolutely dialed, nothing's falling through the cracks. And if anyone's been what, nine years of that, eight years of that? No, we're with ten years. Ten years. Have you worked here ten years? Ten years. Ten years of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. wild. And so, like, and most people know who hunt with me, too. Like, I'll be the guy who's still in, with my laptop in the car while we're driving. Yeah, like, I'm if, still cramming at the airport. I'm still trying to get things done. I'm poaching yeah. Wi-Fi on a plane. Trying do, you think, to like, do you think, do you, do you go into a hunt because you've done all the pre-work going into that? Do you feel like your mind is, like, more right when yeah, you I get can, there? I can, once the hunt starts, it's just everything else in life shuts off. So there's your lesson learned. Yeah. I did it for you. <laughs> you, summarized, you summarized it a lot shorter. Yeah. I wrapped it up. But that was, that was like, that's like a couple of mine, just like appreciating everything and yeah. then realizing I still have a passion and a drive. Like I never yeah. wanted the hunting season to stop. Yeah. And like, yeah, if I we talk, we joke when I got back, it's like if I could find two more hunts to make it 10, mm-hmm. I would definitely go on a weekend right now. And dude, I've been trying to find first come, first serve deck. Like Rain, reindeer. Reindeer? Mm-hmm. That's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess it, it, it was an epic season. And yeah. What just, about you? I have one really good lesson learned and then another like just kind of a normal one. Mm-hmm. But my really good one, we so we haven't recapped our our hunts yet this year, but on my stone hunt, I uh 
you know, I, I was telling you guys before leaving, you guys were asking me, like, am I fully dedicated to archery? And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, I'm entirely good. And I had put it in my head, you know, this is borderline impossible, you know, and if it happens, it happens. But if I come home empty, like, all good. I'm going to be chasing stones with a did bow. Did you take them. a rifle? No. You did not did, take a rifle? Did, I, pro, I did swear Did you consider taking a rifle? No, never, not one never time. Never did? Never, not one time. That's the way to do it if you're yeah, going to do it. Not one time. Because then you don't give yourself just, the out. Yeah, I made I made that commitment to myself of like, this is something I want to chase for myself is, is a bow slam, you know, like over the years and the rest of the course of my life. Like, it's just something I'm, I really want to do. And here's a, what better opportunity than to start now. Mm -hmm. If I come home empty, then hey, I'm still young. I can still figure it out. Maybe go on another stone hunt in 10 years or something. Is that know? your lesson? Don't take a rifle on a bow hunt? That's <laughs> one on. Kind of, yeah, that's a good I mean, lesson. If you're gonna make the decision, make the, make decision. It. the best decision. Like burn yeah. the boats. It, it is what it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Burn the ships, man. So, anyways, I, I had it built up in my head that you know what I wanted to do was it's was going to be borderline impossible. Like not a lot of people do it. There's not a lot of like success stories out there. Some people do it, but mm -hmm. you know you never you never know. But I just kind of had it built up in my head of if I don't get it done, I don't get it done. Like I'm totally fine coming home. And I was so much to that point that, you know, when, when we recap the story, hopefully this will, I don't want to get in long winded since we don't want a five hour podcast, but <laughs> I, I was so dedicated to that mindset. And there was a stock on day two that I had in my head, like, okay, this is, this is it. We're on top of sheep. No clue. We were there in the Alpen trees. Like, here we go. And it didn't work out. Two days later, the sheep are in there's two legal rams we were chasing the sheep are in the worst looking from the bottom from the valley floor the worst setup there possibly is and in my mind i went back to oh yeah this is this is impossible like we had our chance i don't know if i'm going to get another one like this is impossible but yeah we're here let's go mm -hmm. so i was real lackadaisical on the hike up anybody who's sheep hunted up north like it's hours to get to where the sheep are because you're glassing from the valley floor and there's so much vertical to get to the top and the the amount of like the topography game you got to play to get up there without them seeing you it just it takes a really long time but you know you're sitting there in canada what else are you gonna do mm -hmm. like, yeah might as well go so i was real lackadaisical the entire time though of you know back to the mindset of this is impossible like i'm here might as well enjoy it let's hike to the top yeah like go look at some sheep whatever and I never had that in my mind of like, yeah, let's go. Like mm -hmm. that dedicated, let's go try to kill one thought. And the whole time we just kept stalking these sheep, stalking these sheep throughout the whole day, made another play, made another play, made another play. But never in my mind did I think this could be a chance. It mm -hmm. was always like, oh, this is, you know, back mm -hmm. to the impossible mindset. And uh, next thing I know, 51 yards from a band of eight <clears throat> rams, bedded and the way it happened, I was, I was, I was real kind of out of it. And I usually like one of the things I'm not the best bow shot, I'm not the best rifle shot. I'm not, I'm not the best in any of that. But one thing I do try to be really good at is not rushing shots, not rushing the moment, you know, full draw the bow. And I, I don't like to settle into the bowstring. I like to get full sight pictures and understand what's going on and what way the animals are going. And how the animal's facing, quartered, this, that, whatever it is. And I've always been very good at that. That's like one of where my confidence comes, like going in on a stock and trying to kill an animal is I know I'm good at that mm -hmm. more so than the shot and all this other stuff. But I just, I was so lackadaisical. All of a sudden I'm 51 yards from eight, eight rams bedded. And, 
you know, I draw, I break the site plane to the Rams, they all stand up. And it was so shocking to me mm -hmm. that it worked. I no process, no system. No Mentally, anything. you weren't there. Was not there. Mm -hmm. Rushed the shot. Thank God I've been practicing a ton. Still made a shot. Obviously, I killed the ram. But like, I couldn't reflect on how he was standing. I couldn't. I, I was like blank Blackout. afterwards. Totally blank mm -hmm. afterwards. And uh, man, I, like it just just proved again. That's a good you one. You never know. So mm -hmm. like. Treat, treat everyone as an opportunity. Yeah, yeah it was take, a great. It, it was a great mindset to start with. This whole mentality of mm -hmm. like, this is what I'm doing, and I'm entirely comfortable coming home empty. But it ended up actually changing my mindset in the moment as well. Mm -hmm. After we blew the first stock, when I really did think it was going to happen on day two. So, man, I just I got real lax day school. That's a good like, one. Not not good. I have one similar. I'll I'll tell it. But yeah, yeah it's very very similar. Yeah. What was your so, second one? Second one is make sure all your shit is done before you leave. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm talking more on the family side, mm -hmm. right? I got kids coming, uh, or I had a kid coming in the moment we were moving houses, my wife, and, uh, I was not able to fully enjoy the elk hunt because mm -hmm. I was stressed the entire time. And I ended well, up, I mean, you did have a kid coming. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, and, and but it, <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, that one is kind of out of your control, but on it's the drive, on the drive home, on the drive home, I remember think, cause I, uh, we left the elk hunt two days early cause mm -hmm. I just couldn't take it anymore. And the Omar, Omar and Izel cut. And I remember driving home like, man, if I, I could have done that before I left, I could have gotten more situated for my wife, like this house moving and all this stuff. If I could have just spent a couple hours here, there throughout the weeks, whatever. I could have probably hunted those two days. Like mm -hmm. what, what am I doing? You know? And, uh, I know it's funny. We just talked about with Brady that he's so good at that. But like I, I was kind of pissed off about it. Like I should have just done that. Why yeah. didn't I do it? Mm -hmm. You know? It gets a little more complex when you start having kids. families. Yeah, family. And it's it did. It felt so complex beforehand, mm -hmm. and I ended up just leaving. And then on the drive home, twelve-hour drive, I'm like, I really could have done that. Yeah. There's no reason I didn't. Both hmm. good. Those are good. Mine. Um, I feel. <laughs> I feel like this was the same one as that I had last year, or maybe two years ago. Was uh, <laughs> I missed some shots. Uh, you see that one comment on YouTube? Uh -uh. What? Oh, about the guy with the phase four? No, something about like, oh, he the, the, sailed it over top of an out. The, the, the guy that said, I'll, I'll stick with my phase four. I didn't sell two arrows over yeah, an back. Yeah, I was like, high five. Yeah. Good for you. Good, good I, I was going <laughs> to comment. You're better. And, and say something. You want to, but, yeah. yeah, I was just, yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could have held that in tight and just not say anything. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, trust me, yeah, the we'll, internet's fun. You're, yeah, talk, you're talking about missing or you show I, miss? Oh, I love get the ripped. internet. I have a real appreciation I give for how a thumbs up on it. different people are. Phase four is a good bow. I mean, I'm, yeah, stick Great with bow. it. Yeah, good on you. But um, yeah, mine, mine I feel like is is one that I'm continually learning, <laughs> which is range is everything in bow hunting. And you know, I felt like I missed, I missed a couple shots, and I think it was primarily again due to range because I just ended up cutting yards and made a perfect shot at that point. But um, did it feel good? Did the what? shot break clean oh, ball, still? Oh, yeah. Bull, bull shots. So dead, the, dead bull. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. Dead bull. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, he's still there. Let's cut, you know, four yards or five yards, and let's do it again and see what happens. So, yeah, um, yeah range is everything in bow hunting. It's hard to do when you're hunting elk because things happen so quickly. Uh, I feel like like if you're stocking mule deer, 
it's to me at least anyway it's a lot more likely that you'll have the ability to like range the animal a little bit more time to collect yourself it feels like elk they get up and they move so much you know they never stop moving there's a lot of time when you're ranging a tree and you're like okay how far is that animal from that tree you know and and what is the range uh so it can happen so fast but yeah range is everything i mean i was using a range finder that i've used i've talked about it it's you know the leica and it does calculate Stop range. using it i know i, I did I quit because using. of the angle cut thing yeah, it takes, I, too, I, takes too yeah, long I, to show up i quit it and i mean main reason you know sig was nice enough to hook me up with a you know a kilo five which mm-hmm. you know has the ability to put in bow mode and i can yeah. put my foot per second in the in the range finder but yeah i feel like in the moment i just I'm so focused on making the shot and the animal and like the way he's standing and drawing my bow that just I've, I've lacked the inability, I've lacked the ability, I should say, to wait for that little calculation and then, uh, and then get the right range. So I would say range is absolutely everything in bow hunting. Um, I, I, I would bet that more people miss shots due to range miscalculations mm-hmm. than anything. Actual bow hunting. bad shot. Yeah. yeah. That's my yeah. gut. That's what my gut tells me. So, mm-hmm. Range is everything. New range finder. Um, so I, I feel pretty good about that, that update. And and like I said, I just think range, range is everything in bow hunting. And I continually learn that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Going to hammer it on this which year. Which sucks. I just got fortunate this year in the an animal just stood there and you yeah, know, was like, you. oh, what's that? The yeah. bow is quieter. The bow is quieter. That's it. Uh, the other one I had is like uh, very similar to yours, uh, which is like trust, trust your gut. So I had a situation uh, in Nevada. We had a buck bedded. Uh, I'd taken the time to drop a point where I thought this buck was bedded based on aerial imagery and like looking at the landscape, dropped a point. Shout out rangefinder tool. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made the loop and, um, God, I'm always hoarse. Felt like I got a frog in my throat. Sorry about that. A little froggy. <clears throat> a little froggy. Anyway. Yeah. Made the loop on the buck. Uh, have a camera guy with me. He also dropped a point and we're making a, a, a stock on this buck and we're kind of coming in from above and behind him. And we get up and it's just like open to, there's like no vegetation really to reference or anything like that. So you're basically looking like this cliff band and you're kind of, you know, looking at the landscape. And uh, I walked up to an area where I was like, okay, this is like my final hundred yards. And, um, you know, he's like, hey, do you think he's back here behind us? Or do you think he's like out there ahead of us where you have your point? And he's like, I have a point back here. And at the time I was like, my gut you know, my gut tells me he's out here, mm-hmm. but I let that like little seed of doubt just mm. like creep in. And then, and I thought, well, I've got the wind. I will go back and I will check this little pocket first. Thinking you can do it maybe quick or whatever. Yeah. Thinking I can do it pretty quick. You know, if he is in this other one, I can still make that stock, you know? Yeah. So go back, check that pocket and he's not there. And at that point there'd been some other deer that had come over the ridge and I watched them like go out, mm. you know? And then I'm starting to think, probably ran out with those other deer. He's not there. And I just had like this little seed of doubt, like it was just festering in me, you know? Mm. And so I think, well, okay, he's not there, but I'm going to go check the other pocket that I originally had dropped the mark on. And my gut was telling me like, that's the spot, right? So I'm creeping out along the edge. And just like you, I got lackadaisical because I'm thinking he's not here. He's not yeah. here. Yeah. He went out with those other deer, yeah. you know, and, done that. And, and, and looking at the topography, when I got to the first spot, I thought, ah, it does look more like I thought, you know, but it's just like these little seeds of doubt are like creeping in, you know? And, uh, honestly think, I mean, I've said this before, but I honestly think like in a lot of situations I'm more successful on my own 
because it is just me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, it's just my gut. I'm going with my gut feeling. I'm going with like my route, you know, the, the thing that I think I need to do. But anyway, so I'm getting a little lackadaisical. I walk up to this other ledge, this like little area, and like the pocket looked a lot smaller than it did when I was glassing it back from the other side. And I'm like looking at it and I'm thinking, yeah, he's definitely not in this pocket, you know? And like he blows out at like 30 yards. Mm. I mean, he's like Ouch. right right below me, just right below me. And then he pops out to like 80, 85. And kind of, at that point, he's just like looking at us and then he blows out and goes up and over the ridge. But yeah, like... We'll, we'll, we'll do an original on it, but you'll see me like I'm sitting there just like kicking my own ass. I'm just like, man, I, knew, I, I, I know better than this. Yeah, I like knew I know yeah. better than this. Yeah. Like I've hunted long enough yeah. to know better than to get sloppy. And yeah, I think that's yeah. the word I used when we filmed it. I was like, man, I'm just, I got sloppy. I got so sloppy. That's a good way to explain how yeah. I got too. I was just taking steps. Yeah. Wasn't glassing like I should be. Wasn't really like focused on where he might be. I wasn't really looking at the vegetation and being like, oh. You know, he should be there. I wasn't taking it serious. I got lackadaisical. Yeah, I got sloppy on my execution of the shot. Like, I, I didn't, the way he was standing, the way the wind was going, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. after the shot, I'm, I was blank. I'm like, I have no idea. No idea. Shot felt good, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. That's not a good feeling. Especially it, when you start blood tracking a stone sheep and you're like, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, your best arrows, your best shots are always the one where you see it the entire Just, way. Yep. Yeah, the buck I ended up shooting, I did shoot that way saw the arrow the whole way, saw the impact. And like before the deer even goes down, like I turned around and, you know, to Luke, our camera guy. And I was like, he's down. Yeah. I knew he was down. Yeah. Those are the best when you see him the entire way. And you just fully execute. So, you know, everything was right. Do you, I'd be interested to know, cause I've had, I've shot animals, you as well. I've shot animals where the pen sat, shot broke. I saw the whole thing. And then I've also killed animals where, it was more hectic, like you're saying. I didn't feel as prepped, but I still killed the animal. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like it it bastardizes it a little bit, the experience. Mm-hmm. Like the ones that I've not that I've killed, but I haven't felt like I've made the best execution. I almost feel like it cheapens it a little bit. I don't feel the same about that as I do about the ones where I make a perfect shot. I'm not I'm not just agreeing you with you to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it happened on a Isn't stone. Isn't that sheet. weird? I still feel I still feel a little bit not, I shouldn't say empty, but like a little bit, a little uh, cheapened. Yeah. Like I didn't have that moment where shot breaks. I see it just pump them, spilling blood out both sides. Yeah. And I just turn around and come lay there on the mountain, like soaking in yeah. uh, what I just did. Yeah. It immediately turned to chaos, running, blood trailing, looking off the, the, cause I didn't know where I hit him. I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going on. So we're running to look off of shelves and this way and that way. So lost that entire moment of like, laying there and going, it's, holy shit, I just did it. It's a little less satisfying yeah. than, than it should be or could be, mm-hmm. which is a weird, it it's weird, even me. though the outcome, outcome the is exactly the same. Yeah. A dead animal is a dead animal at the end of the day, but yeah, yeah it does cheapen. But it wasn't bank. the picture, agree. it wasn't the picture in my head of, yeah. well, if I do do this and I just can lay there on the mountain and throw my hands up in the air yeah. and just like That's you know, weird, huh? lay in it for a while, I had none of that. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. You have that? Mm. Definitely yeah, do. everybody's had that. I think everyone every, everybody it. could probably. Everybody always say, "I always try for a one-shot kill." Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes, yeah. you know, trees get in the freaking way, and you hit a branch or whatever, and then you end up killing it afterwards. And you think about all those little things that happened beforehand. Still, dead animal. At the end of the day, accomplished what you were there for. Yeah, but you don't get that. Like I said, that rush right away of like you did perfectly. Yeah, like like perfect. you're elk. Like you're. I watch we. Yeah. You're real on Instagram right now. Like I didn't have that moment. 
Yeah, I had that in that moment. That mm-hmm. was awesome. I was like, yep. Were your best shot of my life? Gone. And no. you just he's feel dead. so Saw good. the arrow, the whole thing. I'm like, he's dead. Mine was pure chaos. Running <laughs> up a mountain and along ridges. Run, yeah. Like running. Yeah. That is weird. And you do get some of both. Yeah. I think if you've hunted long enough, you've probably had that. Oh, yeah. One yeah. or the other. Yeah. Can, can, I do, can I do one more quick lesson? Of course. So while we're sitting you, here, you really have one in the first place. Yeah. I gave you that. I, right. I, had to I, had to I made that one you. up for I you. I did have two. All right, go ahead. I'm just sitting here right now. Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw it in the bus. I learned today that Lorenzo's a basic white girl. <laughs> That's a lesson you learned. <laughs> he is a venti pumpkin spice latte uh. sitting in front of him. I'm just staring. I was like, VT PSL. I saw PSL. And I thought yeah, pumpkin and it, spice was out. Isn't that? I thought no, it was supposed man. to be peppermint mocha or Goes something at this point. I don't like peppermint. I can't stand peppermint. I don't like pumpkin. I haven't had one of those in like. Three or four years, because okay. Porter used to always make fun of me about them. I have an excuse. What's that? My wife can drink coffee again, and so like we. Get so why don't you just drink cowboy coffee? Like just I do, but like because this one tastes better. And and <laughs> you're you're not married. Well, maybe you soon will be with baby girl that you're talking to. <laughs> but you, I'm sure you know guy. too. Like, if your wife wants something, and there's, you know, calories involved or whatever, it's not. They feel better about it when you do it with them. Sure. It's like my wife hasn't been able to drink this in nine months. And like now we get a little coffee. Uh, I'm just going to say it tastes better. I mean, so why not? It's it's good. It's good. But really? like this is a, it's a team sport with my wife. Okay. Like, hey, we get to enjoy some stuff again. Okay. okay. That's a good lesson. But I yeah, guess. it is a PSL. Good lesson. I didn't <laughs> so know that. So I learned it now. For everyone out there, I can be a basic white girl at some points. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Yeah, that was my tangent. Sorry. Got it. What do you, uh, <laughs> let's move on to like meaningful moments. Did Oof. you, can you, so I feel like in every hunt, well, not every hunt, but a lot of hunts, you'll have like some moment. Yeah. It's like a little bit more meaningful, like a little bit more captivating to you. It seems like there's like specific things that you hold on to that you remember forever. Yep. Do you have any of those? I have a lot. Okay. Like that, this, this was the hardest one for me to narrow down. Okay. Cause I did go on a lot of hunts and so there were a lot of just absolute, Mm-hmm. Baller memories. Uh, the first one I can think of. The moment I shot my orcs, turned around, gave my dad a hug. That's good. One. That's awesome. That was sweet. Because like, my my dad just wanted to be. I invited him on a hunt because I was like, "Well, he's never been in Mexico. He's never been in Mexico in his life. First time in Mexico. All he wanted to experience when he was there too. Obviously, he wants to have a good time with me. But he's like, I've never seen it rain in the desert." I want mm. to see it rain in the desert, see what happens. It downpoured in the desert. He didn't get, just, get, just get a little drizzle of rain. He got he, the real monsoon. He got the real yeah. monsoon. Everything's flooded. You can't drive anywhere. We're getting our truck stuck in the desert. Mm-hmm. So he got like that experience. He got it being super hot. He got challenging stocks. He saw some cool animals he's never seen before. Well, mm-hmm. well, yeah, he's hunted Africa. So he saw, you know, Gemsbuck, but here they are. We call them orcs. So, and then sharing that moment, put, going on that stock, laying in 104 degree temperatures on the rocks. My dad's back there. He was telling the guys like, oh, I can hear him a little bit like, Brady, make sure your bubble's level. Make sure you're doing this, like <laughs> coaching me. And it's like, I love that he still does that, even though it's Dad's like, that's natural it. for me to do. And he's like sitting behind me, just like walking me through. Oh yeah, take take the shot whenever you feel comfortable. Put him right in the shoulder, high shoulder, drop him. Like coaching me through it. Take the shot, turn around, give him a giant bear hug. Coolest thing ever. That's cool. Like that moment was special. That's awesome. I will say too, a monsoon in the desert is one of the coolest things. Yeah. I love a monsoon in the desert. It's awesome. And at the same time, I saw my first tortoise. <laughs> I've never seen a tortoise before. I've lived in the desert for 10 years. Never seen a tortoise. 
Right inside I can't tortoise. tell if you're saying tourist or a tortoise. Tortoise. <laughs> turtle. I'm like your first uh, tourist? turtle. The turtle. You've really never seen a turtle in 10 years? No. Like a desert tortoise? <sighs> no. Wow. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. They're I stopped cool. and took a bunch of pictures of it's it. It's bizarre that an animal like that's just living out in the desert. You're just yeah. walking around. Got yeah. a shell. <laughs> like, what's, what is going on? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott's got one. You can go see it. Yeah. yeah. He's got a big one. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. So that was, that was a really this special moment, you know, something mm-hmm. that just like instantly sticks out. I listen to a podcast. This is kind of a, a tangent, but it goes along with it. It'll, it'll link. You'll see. But I listened yeah. to a podcast the other day about uh, like perception of time and how there's this like perception that as you get older, time goes quicker. Right. Yeah. And there's all these different theories as to why, but kind of one of the leading ideas is that uh, when you're young, you're, you're doing more things that are new and novel to you. So like time, time drag, it, it goes slower. Your mm-hmm. perception is because you're learning. doing things that are new, novel, you're learning, you're growing, you're kind of doing these new things. And as you get older, you get like more set into routine, right? So this podcast I listened to, they, uh, this girl decided what she was going to do was she was going to do for a week. She was going to do, she was going to sleep in a different bed every night that she'd never slept in. She was going to do something every day that was new and novel. And then like kind of a study or just uh, a research study, I guess, in how her perception of time over that week uh, differed. And that it seems to be that that's the case. Like new novel things, like those memories that you make are what stretches time for you. And it kind of helps you like live a more, if you will, like quote unquote full, you know, more fulfilling life, like new novel Things makes total sense. So that's what I was thinking about. As you're saying, your dad like seeing the rainstorm in a desert, like never seen it. He'll probably never forget that, just because Mm -hmm. it's like this new novel thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got to do it together, which is like the most meaningful thing to me. That's cool. What else you got? I want to hear. I want to hear another one because that was great. Um, what else do I got? Uh, Okay, next most memorable moment. Again, hard to narrow them down because I have. I I I was thinking about the moment I walked it to my moose. Yeah, that was really special. Like I literally broke down and lost it after I was messaging my dad and my sat messenger. But that's still like, that's special again, but it's very similar mm-hmm. to the other one. So the, the one that really sticks out that I, I tell a lot of people, I even told, uh, I told the girl on my date the other night about this story. <laughs> Getting serious. Getting serious. Uh, Save some way. Yeah. So it's like, after, after, <laughs> it's like after, after I, you know, the day I killed my moose, you know, that evening before that was our last bit of food. Mm-hmm. And then we realized like, we're going to stay out here till we kill. Like we're going to figure a way to kill this bull and knowing we don't have any food because we're spiking out from our wall tent. Like we were four and a half, five miles away from our wall tent, like crazy far for a moose. And then the day I killed, we didn't have any food, cutting up that moose, just exhausted, you know, no food. All these little white socks are just destroying your body, biting, on, biting you and stuff like that when you're cutting up the moose. And then like literally for two days, just living off of moose heart and rendered moose fat. Like... I think about that all the time. That was one of the most enjoyable moments, even though it sucked constantly. Cause like, of course it started raining the next day where we're packing moose meat and all that stuff, but like literally not having any food. And the only food we had was heart. Obviously we had a bunch of back straps and tenderloins and much meat as we want, but eating the heart, rendering down that fat and how good that fat tastes. It tasted better than any fat I've ever had in my life. So it was, it was the taste that you remember. The taste. Gotcha. I could like, if I could go back there right now mm-hmm. and, like we, we carved off, I don't know how many pounds it was, like a giant chunk of fat. And we were just like slicing that thing, throwing in little jet boils, running it down a little bit and just eating it like it was Skittles. Just popping it like it's Skittles. That's awesome. Like I was eating more fat than I was eating heart. 
Mm. And I love heart. I think heart's one of the best meats out there. Breast cuts of meat. And just like that moment of like in the morning, what do we have for breakfast, Brian? Oh yeah, we're gonna have moose heart and fat. Yeah. Middle of the day, have a little baggies, fat and heart. At night, we had the same thing. So there's nothing else besides for berries for two and a half days. We ate that way. Yeah. And just awesome. like it's awesome. Continue to push through on things, but just like that, like right when we started cooking it up, I can still like smell it. I can taste it. I crave it. Mm-hmm. Like that was cool to me. I, I, like that's the side of hunting that like I hope everyone gets to experience. Not just like rolling around, you kill, throw in the back of your quad, and you drive out, and then you're home the next day. Like yeah, the, the stuff that like is tangible mm-hmm. memories. Like going out, experience. Like I said, I, that's why I love the suck. Like I really do. I love these little moments that I can look back on. Like, dude. It was miserable at the time, but it was so fun. We're in our tent. It was raining. It was downpouring. We had every piece of gear hung up trying to dry it in that teepee because everything was soaked from our boots, everything. But just like that was living. Like yeah. that it's, is it's, how life I think it should and be It only lived. comes on the back end of like the hard, right? The yeah. hardship, right? Mm-hmm. The, the suck. And mm-hmm. then it's just that much sweeter. It makes it that much more memorable. Yeah, it was, it was so amazing. Like I could just go back there right now. I would. It is those moments, honestly, though, that are sometimes a lot more memorable than like the hunt itself. Like I was just listening to Cam on Joe Rogan. Did mm-hmm. you guys listen to that one? I was talking about he took a, a ultra marathon runner, um, this girl that he, he'd been training with. He did. She did the lift run shoot with him. Mm-hmm. Well, then he took her on her first blacktail hunt, and they started talking about like making the memories and everything. His his moment that he like the part of the story that he was you could tell he was like more emotional about was the next morning in an old log cabin yeah. with a wood burning stove cooking up the animal that they it. just killed. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of the times that is actually the, like the, mm-hmm. meat of the not, you know, no pun intended, but like the meat of the memory is in that moment, almost more so than the stock and kill itself when they're eating the buck the next day, mm-hmm. the next morning, it's talking about old country crackling on the radio, some old log cabin. That is what's mm-hmm. awesome in hunting those yeah. moments afterwards. Yeah, it is funny, the moments that capture for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, they stick with you. Yeah, good ones. It was mm-hmm. fun. What do you got, Lorenzo? Uh, it, it, I, I've learned, I've known this about myself now for a while, but just like more ingrained in my head, I really enjoy taking people new, taking new people hunting. Mm-hmm. So taking Omar on that elk hunt this year, and I specifically and especially like taking people who feel about hunting the same way I do. And I'm not, I'm not good with words. I don't know how to make it like as deep as I feel it, but you know, hunting is like Brady always says, it's everything to him. You know, it's every outside of my family. It's everything to me too. Right. It's all the memories, all everything I want to do and care about and feel like all my feelings. I've never feel closer to God than I do when I'm hunting all of those things. But then you throw in somebody like Omar who also feels the exact same way I do mm-hmm. when he's out hunting. And then to watch him in his first archery hunt with elk, like I, there was not a single shred of me that was like, man, I wish I had a tag right now too. Mm-hmm. Like not a shred of me. And just watching him and taking somebody like him who feels the same way I do about hunting and feels it, like feels the moment the same way I do, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Like I genuinely enjoy taking people like that hunting. And it's, I call it getting older gray hair gray in my beard i don't know what you want to call it but like that is that is awesome to me yeah i'm getting more and more fond of it yeah and the video of that where he shoots the bull and it yeah. kind of turns and walks back and then you see it kind of starting to teeter totter mm-hmm. and flips over backwards yeah. it's pretty cool and then like 
cutting that bull up on the mountain with him, you mm-hmm. know, like just that whole moment. And yeah, man, it was awesome. So like that is something that'll stick with me is to, cause Omar, he genuinely feels it the same way I do. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, it, honestly, it's like a feeling between each other too. You don't even need to talk about it. You don't need to say how much you love it. Like I can feel it through him that yeah. we are both in this and feeling it the same way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're not disconnected from what's going on, like in the slightest bit. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it always means more to you too. Like if it means that much to them, you yeah. know, and you, you, could, you could tell Omar's hungry. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's hungry for that experience. And yeah. yeah. He's passionate. He's passionate yeah. for sure. Yeah. And genuinely passionate. Yeah. yeah. Those are both good. And hunting hits him the same way it hits us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to find. You know what I mean? Sure. It's like we're mm-hmm. some, sometimes I feel like the yeah. most degenerate drug addict on planet earth. And like, you feel like you're doing it for the same reasons. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to relate to some people about what it is, like how you feel it. So when you do find somebody that mm-hmm. is the same, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Mine, I, uh, I would say I got two, one being that buck I killed in Utah. And it's just like one moment. Um, I made the loop around the backside of him and worked out through these ledges and I got to a point where I could see this big dead dug fur, which I knew when I'd left anyway, like an hour and a half earlier, that he was bedded underneath. When you get there, you're hoping, you know, that he's going to be there, right? Like everything is riding on that, and you're excited. And I worked out to the edge of this little lip, this little ledge. It was maybe three or four feet wide. And I got kind of out to the edge of it, and I remember just like peeking over and just like seeing his right side and just like... That'll be forever framed in my memory. Like his right side, he's bedded head away from me. He's got his butt kind of facing towards me. He's kind of wrapped around the backside of this dug fur and he's just laying there. And like, just like the relief that he was there, but then also just like this intense adrenaline rush. It's like <laughs> pumping, you know? Do you like, get the no. tingle in your plums? Oh man, in, in the cherries for Yo, sure. Oh yeah. yeah. That's yeah, when you know. I, you're oh, like, yeah. oh. Yeah, but I'll, I'll remember his right side because I could just see that right side and you're just like, oh. You know, yeah. he's there. Here's this buck that you wanted so bad. And, and he is. He's right there. And like, oh, it's going to happen. This is wish. This is when I wish I <clears throat> could like draw mm-hmm. to like be able to recreate yeah. that scene, yeah. and, like yep. draw it on a piece of paper, like exactly how you saw that buck and mm-hmm. then like frame it and look at it. Be like, that's that moment. Yeah. 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 Like in your head, you know, always will be. But I kind of like, like that. I kind of like it that that's just mine. Just yours? yours? Yeah, yeah, just mine. Nobody else will ever see that yeah. the way I saw it when I peeked up and over. And what, what I struggle with, I wish <laughs> I was I'm selfish. Yeah. What I struggle <laughs> with is I wish I was better with words to like better explain yeah. those moments. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you, you I, I could never, when I'm, I'm not good enough with words to ever explain what those things are to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like no, the way I, I explain I it is the tingle in your plums. Like that's the <laughs> yeah. only way I know how to explain it. Yeah. The belly drop uh, and the tingle in your plums. You guys know what I'm talking about. Sure. But you try to try to tell my wife that, and she's like, uh, "What?" Yeah, I think it's just the sheer fact that uh, when we talk about it, I think we all relate. Oh, we yeah. know, and yeah. like anybody listening to this, I'm sure that they've got a moment that they're going to go to in their head, and mm-hmm. I think that they do know, even though we we, we can't justly explain it. Yeah. In, so that that split in our, moment in our like, caveman. Mm. Yeah. yeah gives a reason to everything you do yeah it's just that split moment and and like i said i'll never forget just the side of him the way he was bedded his right antler just kind of framed and just being just so jacked but that was one and then the other uh my brother todd my oldest brother he hadn't hunted in like 14 years drew a deer tag in utah uh and it was just random it's a saturday opening day i was like hey i got a day uh i'll you know throw my youngest kid he's super hyped on hunting right now and getting out outside so 
threw him in the truck. We went up and just helped him out and uh, glassed up a buck, three-point buck, and kind of put him into a canyon that I thought we could relocate him. We made a loop on him, and uh, that evening ended up glassing him up, and my brother dropped down into the drainage to try to, you know, cut the distance and get a shot. But I remember just, like, sitting there with my kid on my lap. He's 11. Um, I had a pair of binoculars on a tripod that he could watch, and then I had the the SIG binos, which are the image stabilizers. So I was just, like, resting him on his head, and he's just sitting on my lap looking, you know, at the whole thing kind of unfold through his binoculars on the tripod, and I'm sitting there watching him and just, like, chatting just talking with him and just chit-chatting and like listening to him like work through the whole process you know like oh what i would do you know and like oh is he you know is he gonna get a shot is he not gonna shot but just like the whole excitement he didn't end up shooting him that night he killed the buck the next morning and then we went up and you know helped him take care of it and you know helped him get it out but it was just really fun i got to see my nephew i hadn't seen in a number of years and his kid and uh it was fun to kind of connect with them and and just have a good day in the field with the family. So yeah. I'll, I'll remember that. But I'll remember sitting on that rock with my kid on my lap and that's awesome. just watching the whole thing unfold yeah. and just feeling him, him being excited. So that's we're a lot the same. Like I always talk about like family hunts or everything. Mm-hmm. It's like there is something special about going with family, seeing people and seeing their excitement. Like I said, even like, you know, Omar's family. Yeah. Go on I mean, family. Yeah. He's so like you're, you're literally living through him. Yeah. At everything, all his excitement, and you're trying to help him. You're probably more nervous than he is when he's like drawing his bow oh, back, yeah. like, what's gonna happen? And like, oh, yeah, yeah those, you want those experiences, you, you want it so bad for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where I get with it, is I get so jacked up because I want it for them. Yeah, no, yeah, my same brother, the same brother, uh, I, I watched him shoot a you know, 380 bull, 378 um, on an archery tag. It's the only archery elk bull tag he's ever had. And I watched him, the whole thing unfold through a spotting scope. I watched him close the distance. I watched the bull drop down to this wallow. I watched him draw and shoot this bull and that whole thing. And I remember being just at wit's end. Like mm. I could not contain myself. <laughs> like, did you plug your ears for the bow shot? I didn't, I don't think I did, but I was <laughs> a nervous wreck. Yeah. Like so nervous, but yeah, mm-hmm. those are those are good memories. There's there's another one that I just remembered from the past. So goes to show you create memories in the woods. They yeah. last long time. They do last a long time. Yeah, those are good. What uh, pieces of gear? Let's talk gear. This one's super easy. Easy. Let's super hit you first. Easy. Yeah, go first. Me got? first. Yeah. Sitka ambient jacket. It's phenomenal. Like I'm huge fan. You're the one trails. That's a good jacket. That was actually like I was teetering with it. Yeah, I was like, that's it's been out for a few years, but I love that jacket. mm -hmm. Everybody I know that has one loves it. It it changed. It changed my system for Mm -hmm. the for the clear better. You know, I I hunted in that thing from, you know, New Mexico. My tag was down in the in the desert country. I hunted from there to Canada, October 10th in Mm -hmm. that thing. And it was a massive part of the laying layering system for me. And it changed comfort fit like how often on layers are coming on and off it changed everything for me it was like you can really hike around in it big time but it still keeps it warm than when you sit yes it's like crazy how whatever yes. they call it active and insulation it's long too so like it, oh man yeah it's nice. long in the torso long in the arms yeah and that's and it dries so damn fast I wish it was a little longer in the arms <laughs> but like, look at, look, i mean my arms are we just your like, arms were shorter you're nuts <laughs> for me i have a wildly long torso so i love the way it's cut it it's, sits comfortable. You don't have to tuck anything in. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just it takes a little bit of like nuance out of the whole system, which big, big fan of the Sika Ambient. That was huge. Can't mm-hmm. thank you enough for that one. Yeah, it's a good one. And then number two, SIG Stabilized Binos. Yes, sir. Everyone's seeing that make everybody's the list? And I can tell you. I've been using for three years. Well, so. I can tell you the exact moment why. Mm-hmm. The exact moment why. 
So shot breaks on my stone sheep. I see the arrow tumble, like it's literally tumbling before it picks back up the, the point going forward mm-hmm. and the fletchings into the wind. See hair fly, but I don't know where I hit it, right? Mm-hmm. These, they're kind of at the top of like the way the visual, the, the visual effect from us looks is they're above us, we're below them. Not, not a bunch, but they could definitely roll just a couple steps and be out of sight. Just a, a, literally a couple steps. They're not clearly on top in those couple steps, but they're out of sight from us on this little roll that we had them on where they were bedded. So I'm seeing pure skyline. I see from hooves to top of the head, but all skyline. So when my arrow hits, see for see the arrow tumble. And like I told you when I first got home, when the shot broke, mm-hmm. it was a good break. Mm-hmm. But I rushed into the string, which I never do or try to never do. But the moment overtook me, I was like, days ago, all that stuff we just talked about. So I couldn't recall anything. I just know that's what I saw. Eight rams. And he's not a giant by any means. So he's not like this standout when you look at him in a band of eight rams. And then there was another four rams on the hill that they all linked up with and started running. So, you know, as the chaos goes, and I don't have that moment that I do feel mm-hmm. cheap and buy of just laying there with my arms Sorry. up in the air on the Sorry top to of the mountain up. in Canada, <laughs> which is everything that I was like <clears throat> picturing in my head that I didn't have that moment. We go straight to full blown sprinting up, you know, that 30 yards to get 50 yards to get to the top, mm-hmm. like from where they were standing. So like the 50 yard shot to the next 50 yards to get on top of the ridge to get eyesight on both sides to see what's going on. There is sheep everywhere. And I'm talking lambs and ewes, the four that they linked up with, the eight rams that was in my ram's band, and sheep are going everywhere. We're huffing and puffing, no tripods, no bags, no nothing. He, the guy, because you have to hunt with a guide in Canada, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got swaros, which are phenomenal pieces of glass. But when you're huffing and puffing, standing up, no tripod, no nothing, I flick on image stabilized, and I start picking through the sheep, like picking through, picking through. I get to one running down the the front side, the side that we killed him on, and I see blood pouring out chest. There is no chance I would have seen that. No mm-hmm. chance in hell I would have seen that if I did not have image stabilized. Yep. I talk about it all the time. I shake just in general, mm-hmm. even if I'm not amped up in a hunting situation, even if I'm not huffing and puffing, running up a mountain 100 yards to get to the top. And... Man, it was, it was so stable and so locked on. I could individually pick through each sheep. And this, uh, a ram was running quartered away down the hill to the right of me. And in between the two front legs, I saw blood pouring mm-hmm. out. I'm like, there he is. That's him. And he's like, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, 100% that's him. It's like not even a question. So we were able to go to that ram's track, get on blood, that's and go. <clears throat> like it was 100%. If I didn't have those in that moment... And I wasn't the one to pick up which of the, well, how many sheep is that? Which of the 12 rams? Because mm-hmm. some went off the front side, some went off the back side. Yeah. Lambs and ewes running everywhere. Like, who knows what would have happened? Been chasing your tail. Yeah, who knows? Those are good. I had the Zulus as well, Zulu 6. Yeah. So this this hunt I went on in Nevada, I, I got a pair of 15 by 56 swarrows, right? And I'm thinking, optically, unmatched, right? Mm-hmm. I can sit behind a tripod. But what I found pretty quickly is... It's a lot warmer in the truck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. A lot warmer in the truck, and I can pretty much drive everywhere and glass. Uh, and I can I can glass with the truck running with the radio on with my Zulus. Yeah. 
takes out all that truck vibration. It, it takes all the vibration out. I can sit there way more comfortably in glass than I can uh, from a set of 15s behind a tripod sitting out in the wind. So I use those a ton. So that for me, I, I hardly use the the SLC 15s. I know. I think they have their place. Like yeah. er, maybe early season when you're a lot more comfortable and I can sit out on, like, on a hill and just like on, cover, on big, a cover big country. And on a tripod, mm-hmm. it, you know, like we'd be lying if we said on a tripod, those aren't the best. You know what I mean? I, they are I would clearly, be lying. Because you can still grid. That's the, that's the one thing I miss is being able to precisely yeah. grid up, down, from right to left, yeah. and pick out everything and box everything out. Yeah. I mean, uh, you can uh, still optic- do it handheld, but it's easier. Optically, you can't compare them. No. Uh, the, yeah. They're the, clearly the brightness, the, it's the, the clarity of a, of a Suaro. However, take uh, them off a tripod, now what? Yeah. It becomes now just what? a paperweight. It becomes, it becomes yeah, the, a weight in your bag. If you do not have them mm-hmm. on a tripod, it becomes... Wait, that's all it is. Yeah, the stability is pretty unbelievable. Yeah. And so another use case of those two that I've never thought of before. So, you know, I'm on my family hunt this year. It was me and my two younger brothers. So when I killed my buck, or, you know, crossed over a bunch of different ridges, chasing after this buck, didn't know exactly where he was. Finally get up there, we locate the buck. I was like, yeah, that's a good buck. We saw his, you know, split four and uh, getting ready to take the shot. My brother's setting up on Digiscope, Bryce. I'm laying behind the gun. My youngest brother, Blake, he, when he was with me two years ago, he saw my SIG binos and he's like, I have to have those. So he bought him a pair. So now my binos are laid out in front of me because I just want to be able to grab it and pull them up. But he's able to literally, while the shot's going off and, you know, shot breaks and like yep. and everyone jumps kind of, even if you're hand holding oh, the yeah. binos up and he's trying to watch the shot. My brother did your scoping so he can like, see through the spotter. Like an air horn just went off. Like an air like horn. Train just horn. Went like a train horn. Drop great, off. Great, <laughs> great way to put it. Yes. Four-year-old elementary school. Because <laughs> yeah. he kind of knows when it's going to go off, but he might not know when it's going to go off. Like that mother and child who's now deaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who have same, heart palpitations same for the rest of the day. Should have yeah. had a suppressor. Should have had a suppressor. <laughs> a train uh, horn just... A train for, of- I, I was so in in the moment of this podcast, and now I'm right back to the embarrassment <laughs> hitting my stomach. That's a, a great thing about podcasting. God dang it. So, so, but, th- but then while, while my shot's about to break, you know, my brother's on the SIGs, stabilized. Mm-hmm. So he's able to watch it. He's like, oh, yeah, I crushed it. Like, he could see it clean as day because it's like he's mounted on a tripod, and it's like he's maybe even behind a spotter because he's got, you know, good magnification and just see all those details right there. And, like, I'm looking through the scope. I'm like, oh, yeah, I crushed it. Reassuring. Brother's on digiscope. So it's like... Watching someone take a kill shot with binos, you can do it now really easy, not have that little jump or movement, and then mm-hmm. he's able to track it if it, you know, if it does go down the mountain. Like, oh yeah, I can follow it for you. Yeah. But my buck went twenty yards and went down the canyon. Didn't so, go twenty. <laughs> so I, I had those on my yeah. list too. Yeah. So I mean, that's a good uh, man. It's, so what would be your other one then? Yeah, I have a couple more. I made a couple it's more. Supposed to be two. I know, but I oh, I got God. I got greedy. I'll just mention them real quick. Well, I got one more as well. Open you one more? Open yeah, steel let's hear one. Let's hear one. I can't say exactly what it is, Just but the new MR pack. Oh, that's gotcha. coming oh, out. Yeah, that's like, absolute. I, I would second that. I have not been that excited over a piece of different mm. gear. Like we talked about it with uh, Jared on the podcast. A lot of the times when gear comes out, it's better but comparable. It's better but you don't mm-hmm. like. There's not this huge leap in gain and function and all that stuff. This is one of those things where. It change. It is different. It's like in the best way, different. Yeah, good, different. Yes, super comfortable. And, yes. We, and we could say you also. Yeah, used I used it trail. too. Yeah, I used it. It's uh, it's very comfortable, and uh, I guess I could say they took feedback from a lot of people and made some changes. And I would say that the changes were definitely in the right direction. Yeah. And I really like the pack too. And I mean, this is kind of a 
I don't know. I feel like I want to say it's stupid, but aesthetically the thing looks awesome. Oh, it looks so good. Yeah. Look good, feel good, play good. It looks good. So I'll, I'll second that one. Yeah. Good one. You and I, same list. I like it. No, that was on your no, list too? No, it wasn't on my list, but I, I will second it. I, I, as I was driving down today, I was thinking about it and I was running through yeah. and I was, that was, it was on the list. It's one I of those things. I didn't want to get too greedy. <laughs> it's, it's one of the, every time I use it, I'm like, man, yeah. this is good. This yep. is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess just briefly, I'll run through mine. So the Sika Intercept pant, I love the pant. It just fits good. Uh, I feel like it's, for me, I guess the thing I like about it more than anything is just the weight. Like the weight of that pant, I can hunt early season and it's not too hot. I can open those side vents. I can hunt mid late season and it's warm enough. I just really like that pant. So the Sika Intercept pant, I really dig it. A couple others, uh, the UV slider site, I like a lot. So the Ultraview slider site, uh, I've always been a five pin guy. Uh, I hunted elk, so I, I got that Matthews lift. Uh, I didn't want to pull my sight off my other bow and completely deconstruct it and sight it in. So I, I just put a uh, old uh, true ball, so an Excel five pin, which works fine. But then going back to the UV slider, I just, the sight is so smooth. And then, you know, I've got a two pin housing in it now. And I'm kicking around the idea of maybe just hunting with a two pin. And I always said five pin for elk. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but it's bright. It's clear. It works awesome. Super quiet. Every thing I like about a site. And I will say this about some of the other sites that I've used. Uh, they've got, some of them have a little bit of rattle in them. You know, some of them, usually they've got some sort of like tick play about them. That I, some yeah. little play in it that I just don't love. Yeah. That site's tight. Like everything feels tight. Tolerances are just there for me. So yeah. I love that site. And then lastly, this is kind of an old one. And I've had this tent forever, but that uh, Hilbert Enon, I found that for whatever reason this year, maybe I'm getting soft. I found myself using, you know, a freestand, a tent and it's so easy. It's got one hoop, um, you a couple stakes on each end, maybe a couple stakes on either side to kind of hold the vestibules out, but super easy to set up. It's warm, um, super durable. I could see me potentially like moving towards that even for like backpack elk hunts where I'm transient and I'm moving all the time because it is really easy to set up and you do have awesome protection. So I found myself using that way more this year than I ever have in previous years, hmm. even though I've probably had it for five years, seven years, I guess at this point. So Hilbert Enon would be my other one. Nice. That UV slider. Mm -hmm. I'm not cool enough to be in the cool kids club of Matthews to get shit early like you do. <laughs> so I got my lift in normal time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But that, that, you got that, it earlier than most. I got it. I got it the day it came out. It's pretty early. It's, I mean, it, it was in bow shops, but mm -hmm. I just got it. It was delivered here the day it came. I'm not cool enough. We'll just we'll just say that. Not cool enough like trail. Um, but I put that UV slider mm -hmm. on it, and I'm I'm a horizontal pin. I can't do vertical pins. I've mm -hmm. tried in the past, and I just optically I do not like the That's way the cluttered, middle man. pin. It, it, the way the middle pin sits on a vertical. I will say I have to get used. To it. That's that's I something that I like ha it. I've had to like get used to because yeah. I'm the same as you. I I actually kind of liked the clutter. I, I actually it's getting hard. It, it, it took me a while. I actually think there's less clutter on the on the horizontal because on that vertical for me that middle pin sits in that column mm -hmm. and it you lose vision of what's above and below that. Like there's that line up, up you know and down. I, mean? mm -hmm. I just visually, I do not like it. So, but anyways, I have the UV, the, the slider with the three pin on the side. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted I've only been shooting 20 yards, just getting dialed and arrow setups and tinkering with the bow and where I want it to, to be before I go out and shoot long distance. But man, that site is it's, I'm actually mad that I didn't get it 
before. Like I didn't put mm-hmm. it on my hay one. I'm kind of mm-hmm. mad about it. It's a nice site. It's a really good one. Yeah, it's it's clean and like I said, tolerances are tight. You and I have talked. Uh, you're you're kicking around the idea because it's got two site tapes, two mm-hmm. options for two different site tapes. You have yep. the internal one and you have a one on the outside. Yep. You're talking about potentially setting that up for two different arrows. Yeah. So, so I'm tinkering. I'm either going to set it up for. So I have a 485 grain arrow mm-hmm. that I'm sending at like 302, 303 FPS. And then I have a 505 grain arrow that I'm shooting at like 296 mm-hmm. plus 296, 297. And I'm tinkering with two sight tapes of those two arrows or there's that bonus pin on the very bottom. I'm thinking about running a bon- that bonus pin sight tape on the right, just running the 505 grain arrow mm-hmm. all the way through and doing my, you know, my three pin housing on the left side of the column. Yep. And then just doing that bonus pin. Is your out, outside yeah, tape? Yeah. Is that the official term for that pin, the bonus pin? Because if it's yeah. not, it should be. Flo- no, it is. Oh, it's it is? literally in their owner, their uh, call bonus. It a floater. I don't know. In their instruction manual, oh, really? it's the bonus pin. The bo- yeah, it's great. I'm like, that's awesome. Bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves a bonus. Yeah. yeah. You can kick you a free pin that's on the bottom. It. On the it's just level. a little, it's it's not in the site at all. Like you have to really pick it out. It just sits right on top of the bubble. Yeah. So it doesn't add to clutter. It literally is just a bonus pin. It's like, you really have to look for it to shoot it. You know, it doesn't get in the way of anything. You got more than two. Mm. It was, we'll give you this one. We'll give you three. Cause you wanted well, three. So I wanted a lot more on the memory side. Like, Oh, you memorable. yeah, that was the one I could go up. Cause I want, I want to talk about our, I mean, how our, about this? We'll our, give you, we'll give you one. Yeah. One gear, one gear and one, and two one more memories. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was briefly the, the odd ed trip we did. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. We had a good group of homies. It was fun. Shooting an both shot an odd ad, and you shot one with your bow. You I mean, shot one with my rifle, which I was jacked that you shot an animal with a rifle. By the way, people don't probably know that. <laughs> shot one with my rifle. I'm super proud of you. Do you, trail. Want, do you want to tell them about that? We get. I'll tell them. We get into the. Here we are. <laughs> we got an odd ad. It's right before dark. You know, it's last day. I just got done killing mine. Yeah, Brady kills his. Twenty minutes later, we've got another big ram. He's 320 yards. Yeah. And uh, last night, I'm like, yeah cool, let's shoot this odd ad. You know, I'll shoot it with a rifle. We get over there, Brady's got his it was, gun. It was a good stock, too. We yeah, had a good, a good stock. stock long. Yeah, we get over there, and and Brady's like, all right, you know, get 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 in the gun, get set up, get, you know, maybe dry fire one. And I was like, I'm good. I'm golden. <laughs> and Brady's like, I'm good. Ah, I, trust me, you should dry fire, bud. Brady, Brady, Brady's like, I don't know, I don't know. Just just try one. So I humored him. I gave it a dry fire. And you just humoring me? Uh, yeah. You just probably like, you smashed it. You, did you press it? No, man. <laughs> out from, Look, the, from outside the you, housing. You, you tell me. an Omar shot? Yeah. You tell me, second shot, did I smash the trigger? No. I mean, what do the, what do the results say? <laughs> yeah. Smashed a ram. Let's check the tape. What's check the ch- check the tape. Uh, yeah, no, I smashed it, and it was it was it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Was it fun? I, yeah. I just I just remember having trail sit down and I was like ranging. I'm trying to set up a camera because we're trying to self film it and uh, adjust the dials for him like I would do like. Anyone like else? a kid. Like a kid. I didn't want to say it, but like, it's like <laughs> yeah, a kid. I'll, I'll, fill the, the I'll fill in the gaps. And uh, since I shot my ram earlier, and uh, it, could, this, it was very similar wind, so now I had the perfect wind call. So I was able to dial it, what the correct wind call should have been for mine. It was very similar conditions. Got the got the wind dialed too. And then Trail goes to take a shot. And I'm just looking, and I, I'm just like, you crunched it. you like, Trail could not have put that bullet 
like and walked up and pushed it in. Walked up, pushed yeah. it in, perfect. Now I was like, I'm pumped for him. That's how I, I do. shoot a rescue rifle very often. <laughs> That's the trail I know. Coming yeah. off of missing a, I mean, a I, bull I, elk I, twice I, with a bow. I, I couldn't have done it with my own gun, but <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, I was glad he shot my gun and got taken ram off it. So yeah, that was my other memorable moment. I, I definitely remember uh, a memorable night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do too. On that hunt. Yeah. <laughs> very windy. A lot, really? of fi- lot of fire. A <laughs> lot of fire. <laughs> Let's put it that. Yeah. And, then, and then you got away from me a little bit, huh? Allegedly, <laughs> you, you, you saw a mountain lion and yeah. elected to pass it over to me, and I shot a mountain lion with trail. That's awesome. That was pretty cool. That was really cool. That was fun. That was good. And we ate mountain lion. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that's, I don't know how good that was. Taste. Did you eat it? I did eat over some. the campfire. Do you like it? Yeah, it was pretty good. Tastes like it honestly tastes exactly like pork. I was pretty reluctant to eat some, but then uh, I ate it, and then I was like, okay, I'll eat some more. And it was it was <laughs> pretty pretty tasty actually. Nice. Yeah, we had some uh, some seasoning. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, no lie. Okay, gear. Okay, gear. Let's have it. Uh, I was. I knew you were going to do this to me. I just knew it. I was like, okay, we talked to Lorenzo Which first. Yeah, we, we did Lorenzo's gear first, and then Trail starts talking about gear. And I was like, oh, don't do it, Trail. Don't do it. He talked he, about everything you were going to. Yeah, talk he about. talked yeah. about my car. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. The sick intercept pant. Okay. So, like, I lived in those pants, literally. 15 days straight in Alaska. Every single day, slept in them, hiked in them, warm all the time. And that's some that's some gnarly Alaska country, too. Yeah, because I've, I've always <clears throat> wanted... I've told, I've told everyone at Sitka, Barclay, all the guys, like, make a hip vent on the side of a pant. Please, 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 please. And don't put mesh in it. Just make a vent. Just vent that sucker out. Love those vents. Mm-hmm. And, like... The knee pads. Yep. The upgraded knee pads even. My gosh. Really? Those are nice. So, like, I'm a, I'm a huge mountain pant guy. And I'm also really hoping, I have no intel on this, hoping they can put them in some other line. Like, if they put vents, hit vents on the timber line, the mountain pant, whoo, buddy, now we're talking. So, hopefully they do that. But I hope that the, the knee pads also maybe merge into those other ones because knee pads are great. Like, they just fit really nice. Like, I don't, I'm not the person who ever notices the knee pads. But I know a lot of people say like, oh, yeah. on, the, on the pants and the other knee pads are kind of bulky and you kind of feel them in your pant. Those knee pads are phenomenal. And like, oh, huh. like quiet doesn't matter to me, but I, I definitely notice like you walk through the brush, it's not loud. They're, they're quiet pants. They're really durable too, which I was blown away with going through all that brush up there. Yeah, that, that Alaska stuff is gnarly. Mm-hmm. Well, I owe it to you, Brady, on the SIGs. And I owe it to Trail on the sick Ambient. I think so this now, is if you guys are both signing off that's on what these, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. I might have to owe it to both of you to now find some new pants. What was it, the Apex pant? That was your favorite pant of all time? Yeah, I this love is the, basically yeah, like, This is a replacement of the Apex yeah. pant, yep. So I, I think huh. it's a good thing. that you, I mean, you're kind of like saying it's a negative that we pick the same things. But if you look down the line, yeah. I mean, if you pick, if like, I don't know, three of us pick two pieces of gear and we talk about it, like these are our favorites from the year and many of them are similar. Yeah, I mean, they're that good. I feel pretty good about yeah, the and, recommendation. Yeah, and my gear kit is pretty well dialed. Like I was, I actually looked at my Excel sheet last night. I was like running through everything because every single hunt I have a gear list for, like all written out exactly to the T. And I was like, a lot of this gear I've been running for a long time. Like a few pieces every now and then, we'll, we'll sneak in there. I'll test it mm-hmm. a little bit, and then this one continued through. Like I wore those intercept pants on multiple other hunts throughout the year, and I love my mountain pants. Like they're my favorite, but like. Going on a spring bear hunt date coming up. Night pants. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah, maybe second, second oh, date. Gosh, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She could have some access from the hit bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? <laughs> There's, hey no There's no mesh. There's no mesh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. Huh. Sorry. There you go. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so like, I'm already thinking like that's going to probably be my, you know, spring bear pant. Gotcha. Like I'm planning a spring bear hunt. Ooh, do that. with the ticks and no, no dude, mesh. Dude, you're in the ticks. You just got to embrace it. I'm not, I'm not doing it because I, of that. You use all the sprays you can imagine to get rid of ticks, all that stuff. Like you just got to embrace the ticks when you're out there and just try to pick them off. No, man. And then when you get back, have a friend who has hookups to get some meds. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Shout out Whitey. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, other piece of gear, Tricer BC. Trying oh, I had that one too. That's a good one. We did? Yeah. Gosh, I love you, Trail. Yeah, I had that one as well. And, yeah, the, tri- and, and, LP, tripod and, and the LP panhead. So yep. I used multiple pieces of those in different hunts. Like I think on my spring bear hunt this last year, I used a, just the panhead. I didn't have the legs yet. Uh, I went to, on that moose hunt, I just used those BC legs with the LP panhead because I actually borrowed Porter's uh, 65 objective Swaro so I can put my ATX on it because I'm going to go a little bit lighter because... You know, backpacking around a lot, but I really loved that set. I love how the, the thicker legs are on the bottom. Mm-hmm. It does take a little bit to get used to, you know, which legs yep. to open up right away. And it's like it's backwards the way almost. the twist, the twists are kind of backwards mm-hmm. too. But like that setup works really well. It's so crazy light, and uh, you know, I put like bino, I mounted some binos on there. I do have some 15s. I, I was testing out, so I put some 15s on there. But it works really good for spotters. I can't put my 115 on there, which is... It works good. It doesn't work great. Yeah, you can, you can, you can, uh, I can get it yeah. done with a big spotter, but mm-hmm. I think it's more made for like 85 and under, probably just 65. Yeah. Like 65s, it really I, shines. I would say under 85. Yeah. yeah I, used, I used it on my stone sheep hunt in that exact same setup, BC with the LP pan head, yeah. and I will second that. It's yeah. a solid piece for I'm like small... I'm a bigger gear. fan of the legs than I am the head. I feel like the head's got some room for improvement, in my opinion. It's a little just, more bite to yeah, it. Yeah, just more yeah. bite to it, especially on the... Be the, the horizontal, yeah. The pan, yeah. And I, I haven't gone to that style in a while where the handle operates the up mm-hmm. and down and left and right. So it took me a little bit to get used to, but like using it to digiscope, using it to glass animals, you know. Like I even took that tripod with the head and I was glassing in a lake, like I literally was in a body of water sitting there glassing with like a little bit of waves coming in, and I was still able to you know, <laughs> glass with these moves. Like it was pretty cool. Like it's interesting, standing setup. there in my waders, <laughs> you were in a lake, in a lake. <laughs> Like in a boat? on a lake. No, it's on the lake. I mean, gotcha. we have pack rafts, but like we actually got to shore, and then I was like, these like there's just brush everywhere. Yeah. So like these are spotting glass is literally in the water. So I was like, I don't think I don't setup. think I've ever had a tripod in the water before glassing. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But, I have a taller one, and it is super tall. Like even for me, I can stand glass if I want to. Yeah. Does like, sorry, Cody Nelson. <laughs> sorry, Cody Nelson. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have sometimes, to. Though. Sometimes I stand in glass. Well, like I can't wait for Cody or Jay Scott to make a meme out of you right now. Legs fall. Glass, right? Legs fall asleep. Butt starts itching. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. just sometimes you gotta stand, shake it out a little bit. That's it. Yeah. So yeah, that lightweight, how compact it is. Like it's a great piece of gear. Cool. My, you said I can have three, but I also did that little tangent. So you I'm took gonna, another memory. So I took another memory. You traded it. Yep. I've used this one before, but I recently got the upgraded version of the Graxaw backcountry boot dryer. Yeah. If you don't have one of those, really? you're missing out. It's like obviously moose hunting, you can get yeah. wet. So you need to dry your boots off. All right, you have nothing to plug in. Like this thing just has a little two fans. It's not, it's not like blowing hot air, but the fans are right in your boot. Plug it in your little um, charge brick, you know, and you got airflow. All right. Well, what's the best part about, you know, TP setup is the uh, Peaks TP. Uh, on top, that's a little basket area and the trekking poles go across. We're able to take our boots, put our boots up there, get that stove rocking Ripping. hot. Yeah. Close the vent on the outside of my shelter so none of that heat's escaping So we're trying to just lock it up in there. And then those fans are grabbing that hot air and shoving them right in my boots. So every morning I wake up with completely dry boots 
And then during the day, you know, hopefully I have enough sun. We really didn't have a lot of sun, but I'm like hiking around the solar panel on my back, trying to charge that brick up again yeah. and using those every single day. Like I've used them before off and on. I was like, yeah, it's a good piece of gear, but sometimes my feet aren't totally wet. And it's like spring bear hunt. It's essential because Omar and I got our boots soaked constantly going to this other hunt. Like I just feel like that's something that's going to go into my kit a little bit more and will probably end up going into my kit on some of these extreme late season cold weather hunts when mm-hmm. I have that TP again, because I can dry my boot off. I don't have to have frozen boots in the morning where the outside leather, like it, it, it doesn't really quite get the leather dry because it's only going inside, but it feels like it's just getting the inside of the boot dry and then slightly making the outside of the boot dry as well. So you're not having frozen laces and all that crap mm-hmm. too, but I think it's a great piece of gear, super lightweight too. And now the new improved version is so I can't stick my finger and get stuck in the fan because before it was kind of op- <laughs> it was kind of open on top. It didn't have some little guards, mm-hmm. so it was, it was a little bit lighter, I believe. But you could like have it running, and if you reach in and grab your boot while it's running, you're like ah, and mm, you get yeah. your finger in the fan. Little slice. Yeah. I thought you were just doing it for fun, you know, like a <laughs> oh yeah, See like a look. fidget spinner. Yeah. You're just oh. like dink, dink, dink. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I, th- I think those were the uh, main ones. Let me check my notes here quick. If I got my laptop, those are all good ones. I like it. Yeah, Graxaw, Tricer BCL. What do you think, Graxaw? What's the name? What do you, what do you think comes that name? name. It makes me think of Hacksaw. And when I think of Hacksaw, I think of like. Uh, Skullcap that? No, mm-hmm. I think of like Hacksaw Jim Duggins. You know? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cody knows what I mean. Big wrestling fan right over there. Cody's a big wrestling fan. There you go. I like it. So, we, yeah. so we wrap it up with a bow and, and hit 2024 goals. I'll go, I'll go buy those pants. There you go. Yeah, let's, let's do 2024 goals. Let's, What's your trail? Let's wrap it up. Um, goals for me, 2024. Um, deer, mule deer, whitetail deer, elk, antelope with a bow. Can we talk about this whitetail thing? You have, you guys have a whitetail kick going on. Huh? You guys have a whitetail kick. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I guess oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you guys are addicted right now. Yeah, you guys yeah. watch this dude seek one? You watch any of his? Absolutely. <sighs> Do you see the one that he just killed? Dude, I'm the I'm times. on YouTube at night watching that dude. Oh, I'm I so fascinated with that guy. I, with what I they watched, got going on? I watched almost every Lee. I watched almost yeah. every one of his videos. The whole concept of like hunting these wild city urban, deer. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Dude, he's got. Did you watch the the latest one? The I'm big, trying to Kimbo. The Kimbo. Yeah, buck. yeah, I watched it. He's got guys smoking a crack pipe. Yeah, and then he shoots this. And shot. he shoots a two. What is it? Uh, two fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Triple dropper whitetail yeah. in the middle of. It's dude, it's wild, and yeah. he does it all the time. So I do, I do have a affinity, an increasing affinity for yeah. whitetail. So you're doing some research right now, yep. trying to find some whitetail opportunities. Yep. So whitetail with the, with a with a bow, mule deer with a bow, elk with a bow, antelope with a bow. So I want to do four, I want all with a bow. That's one goal for the year. Uh, second goal, um, shoot better with my bow. I want to like I've been using this sensor. Mm-hmm. I, I was showing Lorenzo this morning, all the cool. Th- stuff that you can do with it. It's like all this information available to you that you could never really track. So I feel like using uh, that in conjunction, like very um, just di- diligently and just like really paying attention to it one-to-one, like improving actively to become a better yeah. shot with Using my it with purpose. With and purpose. Not just, not can, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, you can, we can honestly talk about this product, right? Because we talked yeah. about the last products. Can, mm-hmm. we, can we dive into a little bit what we had the group chat yesterday with Wilson? Mm-hmm. So you were saying what do most professional archers on that drift the hold yeah so i've heard yeah so it estimates your your moa and it'll give you like a number so like mine I'm how like, are you saying moa because moa to me is rifle minutes of angle is it very yeah so that's the way this has been explained to me it's the amount of movement at 100 yards and inches okay 
So like me for my typical aim, like on a good one would be like five, six, seven inches. So you know, means you're, you're, dri- you're drifting. drifting that far. Yep. Yeah. So I'm being told that like some of the top tier shooters are like one to two inches, like Which one, is one to silly. two. Oh. When you said that in the group chat, I was like, what? Oh. Which is pretty, pretty disgusting. So Levi's Levi is a one inch guy. P- probably. Yeah. He's, That's what I've been told. Wow. I mean, that would, I mean, which is pretty incredible. I, I don't know though. Like I, I've shot some local shoots where, you know, in Utah, we were fortunate. We have got a bunch of good shooters that will show up to a local shoot sometimes, especially if the money's decent. And like Kevin Wilkie, Tim Gillingham, those guys, I've, I've watched those guys shoot. Kyle Douglas watched him shoot. Like it is pretty incredible. Those guys look like statues when they come to full draw. It just sits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's going to be such a good tool because like mm-hmm. a lot of people probably listen to this right now. Like, oh yeah, I could hold one inch. Like you think you might. But then you put a tool in front no. of it that's going to show you the data. I like can't. Really you I don't. know that. I've tried. I'm yeah. trying. I'm playing with weights. Yeah. And so, draw now you, so now you're trying to figure out yeah, how to get better. And that's the thing is like you've always kind of just like, oh, I think I think this bow holds best. I think it holds good for me, you know. And you know your groups are going to tell you that if you shoot a lot. But this gives you a tool to like play with stabilizer weights, play with draw length, play with draw weight. Like all these different things that you can do to kind of play with how the bow actually holds. So it's pretty. Pretty sick. Pretty cool. So that was one goal. And then the last one. Well, you went three? I went three. I just, you, you can guys go, are you can go three. Cheaters, My bad. I, I cheated. Is there rules to this game yeah, or not? I, I had one more. I'm going to be real quick with it, though. I just want to draw one good tag. And a lot of that's like out of my hands. Some of it is in my hands with the number of points I got. But like a goal, I want to have one really good tag. For me, there. <laughs> for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. But that's, those are mine for 2024. Okay. What do you got? Oh, let me go you, Lorenzo. I'm done men or me. Okay. He okay. asked you. Okay. My first one is I want to try to figure out a way to get some more mule deer on the landscape and have these winters not so horrible and just figure out this mule deer problem they've got going on in the West. It's a good goal. I don't know. It's not like a personal goal or like I don't think I can contribute a ton to it, but like mm-hmm. – you figure, want to find figure, a way that I want you to can. figure out something that's going on with mule deer and we can turn this ship around. Hmm. Like obviously winter kills have been bad. We've had a lot of bad drought, so it's out of control. You know, there's a lot of predators on the landscape. Maybe we can do a better job of predators, um, you know, states managing, all that stuff. But just like it's kind of sad to me looking what you know, we're we obviously were didn't have, none of us hunted in the good old days, you know, like way, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was good again here recently, and now it's not again, you know. Is it cyclic? Is it going to come back? Are we going to see things improve? Like, I'm just like, it keeps me up at night. And I've just been like, you know, because I'm kind of live by myself. So I read a lot. So I've been like re-going back through a bunch of like Mueller biology books, some of the old school ones, some of the newer ones. Um, that Helpful Finger book, I love that mm-hmm. one. That new one he came out with. I'm reading that again. It's the second time reading through it. Just like reading things, trying to learn more stuff. Just like trying to be more educated on certain things. And just like trying to piece it together maybe for myself. But hopefully collectively we can like all figure out Mule deer in all these states. Are you thinking it from a perspective of like trying to trying to develop some way that you can have some impact, whether that's like through a voice, whether that's yeah. through like a some way to fund a project of some sort, something, yeah. something. That's a good one. Like kind of a way. Like I would love to figure out a way to give give back personally, but either mm-hmm. get, like you said, give back with knowledge or give back with educating people. Like I got a lot of emails uh, and some DMs about like when we had we talked about that Utah podcast. Mm-hmm. Like people love that one. People loved, like, they were talking about biology reports. And, like, how can we get access to that? And I kind of, you know, showed them some of the articles I wrote before about how to find these, you know, scholarly reports. 
gave them links to all the antler restriction stuff that's been tried before. So like just kind of helping people learn more stuff. And if we're all more like, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means when, I, when I'm talking about this, but I even want to learn more and just be like, we can all collectively then have better answers than we go for rather than these, you know, blanket statements. Everyone's just passionate about certain things. They want giant deer, but they want opportunity as well to shoot a million deer. So it's like, we can't have everything at mm -hmm. all at once. And just like, you know, why are mule deer populations, you know, going low and they're continually going low and not many states are increasing in mule deer population. You know, all the states you hunt, you know, what's going on? Try to figure it out. Good one. I like it. Which I was just one I kind of passionate about. I love mule deer. I absolutely love hunting them. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I have to hunt more elk to make mule deer better, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe I will. You know, but it's like I want everyone to experience a really good mule deer hunt. And I want, you know, just to have that in the future to be like there's mule deer in landscape everywhere. That's probably a good one for everybody to think about. Yeah. I like it. And then uh, my second goal, and this is one that I thought about doing for a while, but it's hard to give up what I do normally. Like I love hunting mule deer. I love hunting bears. You know, I love drawing random tags. I got a lot of points. Like, you know, I have these elk points I want to try to burn because I have a shit ton of those. But I really want to hunt a blacktail. I want, really? I want to hunt a Colombian blacktail. And I want to do it in the jungle. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to Cali and do like, Big slightly non-jungle open, open stuff. I want to do it in the jungle. I want to do it in some logging country, burn like, you know, logged areas and just experience new species. Mm -hmm. Like I have a bunch of blacktail books at home and uh, I've read maybe a couple of chapters and I always stop reading them because I would rather go back to reading something else. But like, I want to learn more about blacktails because I related to mule deer in a way, you know, and I want to hunt one selfishly because I do want to do the deer slam. I just need a Colombian blacktail and a sick of blacktail. I have a deer slam. I kind of want to do that. So I've been, you know, like we talked about research and stuff. So I've kind of been jumping on, trying to figure out maybe where my opportunities lie. What am I willing to give up on my normal hunt schedule? Like obviously I won't know what I draw, but like I said, I'm hoping to draw some good tags as well. But like how can I fit this in to go and do something new in a new state, new environment? And then what lessons will I learn hunting blacktail? And how can I maybe take some blacktail tactics, merge them into some of my mule deer tactics? Like how can those be similar in a way? Or maybe what I've learned from you there, how can I incorporate it into a blacktail hunt? But I really like to take a blacktail. It's a good one. I kind of want to take a, not I'm not saying I want to take an absolute giant cranker, <laughs> but I want one that's a good representation. It looks like a blacktail, yeah. double throat patch kind of thing, mm -hmm. big old thick neck yeah, on them. Just like, patch. you know, Sick. if it's a three point, it's a three point, but you know, love a you know, four point if possible, but like just a good blacktail. Somebody can be like, yeah, I'm excited about that blacktail. Mm -hmm. cool. Something new. I like it. Thanks for thinking about it. That's a good one. Yeah, Both of those are good. That is a good one. Thank you, Trail. What do you got? I feel so selfish now to not like, throw out a community he, one. He starts into this whole archery like thing, thing about yeah. me. Yeah, me like, too. Now I feel I'm like, like all I want to do is kill things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oops. <laughs> I mean, I want to kill one. I want to kill one ninety buck too. But sure. You know. Okay. Thanks for throwing that yeah. in to make us feel better yeah. at the end. Yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> now, now we're back on yeah. level ground here. I haven't. I haven't in a while. It's been a few years since I've got a real giant. So that's another it's tough, though. selfish. That's a selfish goal. Yeah, something only gotten on tougher, but yeah. that doesn't mean you can't do it either. Yeah, look at look at our guy Trail over here. I mean, if I did, anybody can do it. <laughs> right, like that. right, yeah, for true, sure. true story. For sure, Trail. That's the truest statement we've made on this podcast. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so I have three. If you guys are going to break the rules, because I was yeah. really trying to debate which we're going to make the two, but since you guys broke the the rules, mm -hmm. I have a genuine three. Figure out whitetail. I've been saying that for mm -hmm. a while now on the podcast. Like I genuinely want to figure out whitetail. 
like good whitetail and not just not just hunt them, like really figure them out. The the land management, the strategies, all that stuff. Like That's it's what's interesting to me. So too. new to the, me. The whole process. Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. new to me, and this whole year round dedication to it, man, that is like right up my alley for how my mind works. It'll give me something to do and think about, so I don't just daydream all the time and disconnect yeah, from watching that guy just kept thinking this entire process is so round fascinating yeah it's awesome so uh, i'm really really dedicated to that and i have been i've been doing a ton of research there um to get my family on a hunt again this year specifically my my oldest son mm-hmm. um we took the year off this year just because my wife being pregnant and like how the like the late stage of pregnancy kind of took over when the family hunts happen uh and i feel I feel guilty not getting my son, specifically my son out there, my wife as well. But, you know, the more you take him hunting, the better likelihood he's going to enjoy what I do, you know. And mm-hmm. if he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm totally fine with that. I'm not, like, going to force anything by any means. But if he enjoys it and I can get him more experience with it and more time in the field, like you had your boy in your lap and the whole deal, like, I need to, I, I really want to get back to doing that with my family. Um, so getting them on a hunt this year, whatever, whatever it is. If it's elk, it's elk. If it's not who knows what it is maybe it's antelope i don't even don't even know but really focused on trying to get a family hunt in again this year in 2024 and then three you guys i'm sure have seen my addiction and dedication to this archery stuff mm-hmm. uh but i i really want to get proficient in my shot making like i like i said i've my confidence in hunting with a bow has always come from like taken in the moment like the mm-hmm. through the burn film with me and you mm-hmm. That was probably the best example of why I why I am successful with a bow, is I don't settle into the bowstring until I fully understand where they're walking through and you know counting steps to make sure I still have the proper range. I've always been good at that, but I've not that I've lacked confidence in the actual like shot break and what I'm doing in that moment. But I just I want to be more conscious of like I really want to become a lot more conscious of my bow, my arrow setup why why that is why it's together why i'm shooting that what's the purpose like more intent on Mm -hmm. more control yeah more control Mm -hmm. of it all and then under truly understanding like i'm getting that shot what's it called that's the shot sense shot Shot sensor Mm -hmm. to really understand like okay where is my shortcomings Mm -hmm. so i can because right now i genuinely don't know so i I really want to figure out well if i can if i can get halfway better at those shortcomings I mean, think about how much better overall mm-hmm. the the success would be if I can just get halfway better at what I'm failing at. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good one. So those three things, really good. And two of the three you can combine. Like you could do the whitetail thing and take your family Here's, whitetail so, hunting so and people, your, introduce your kid to maybe taking a doe. People tell me that um, I I am selfish. <laughs> so like, and I I genuinely know that about myself. And I'm so into I'm too selfish about the whitetail right now to introduce that. You want to maybe learn it first. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm too selfish about it to introduce that, that level of aspect to it. No. I need to take them in something that I already know yeah, you're comfortable with. that no. I'm super like, okay, this tag, I know exactly what I'm doing. Don't have to figure anything else. I out. like that. Over time. Well, I'm sure that the whitetail potentially will morph into that if I can get myself in the setup that I want. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm just too selfish about killing a big whitetail right mm-hmm. now. And not even like big, big, just a, I want the process of, you know, food plots and strategy and travel corridors and bedding area and all this stuff to pick one buck on trail camera and then target that buck and kill it. Mm-hmm. I That's be, what I'm, that's what I'm into. I'd even be interested in like the soil dynamics. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
like soil samples yep. and like figuring what out what, what's going to grow is, better, yeah. what's going to grow in this environment, how to make the soil better. Yep. Like all that stuff's intriguing to me. That's where I'm at with it right now. Like I'm deep into that. Did <laughs> I ever think I'd be researching soils? No. But am I? Yes. <laughs> want to grow some tomatoes in Las Vegas. That's why you're researching. Yeah, them. exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's good. I think uh, I'm not like a big goal setter in the, in the way that like I write down my goals and, you know, I'm not like putting sticky notes on my, you know, my mirror in the morning. Vision or board yeah, or something. I don't have a vision board, but I do think just even if you loosely have goals that you think about, I really do think it's uh, it's a big factor in just like having those come true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The overall success of it. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's it called? Manifest it? You yeah. think about it so, so think about so something much. so much mm-hmm. that it actually comes comes yeah. true. Yeah. And it, even if you are like the anti goal, like my brother in law, my wife's brother is like a anti because it just there there is something to be said where you kind of get fixated mm-hmm. in it. If it's if you just have intent and purpose of like why you're making the decision for that hunt, don't even call it a goal, but like, mm-hmm. oh, I have this many points or my wife has this many. What's the intent of putting in for this tag? Is that a family hunt? Is that this hunt? Is yeah. that, you know, just, just purpose it, it just helped guides the entire thing. Yeah. 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 Well, good. You know what point in the podcast we've reached? You got to oh, pee. You have to pee. That's it. Trail's got to pee. I guess podcast is over then, right? <laughs> So you anything else? Well today, though. I did pretty good, pretty good, and I even drank a whole bunch of water. So, anything else? You guys wrap up. That was a good one. I that was a good one. I'm I'm excited for uh, yeah 2024. I'm cool. Excited for the year. Excited for people to check out some things we got coming out and go hunt. Yeah, and if you listen to this one, listen to the next episode, the hundredth episode. We're gonna do a little a little something special, a little, gi- little giveaway. So listen to that one. Heck to the ass. Also, and I'll throw it in right at the end. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe, like the podcast. That helps us out. Leave us a review. I like reading reviews. Yep. Leave us a review. And I always love reading the comments on YouTube. <laughs> it's a wonderful place. Yeah. yeah. So with that, we'll, we'll bounce. Thanks, guys. Yeah. See you.